There's a war going on outside, no man is safe from. Welcome back to the King Belly Podcast, where every opinion is welcome and every voice can be heard. Today's guest, friend of the show, longtime friend of the show, my son Dred pulled up. No, well, I pulled up to him actually. We had a conversation. As we always do here on the King Belly Podcast. We had a conversation about a lot of different things. So many different things to the point where I don't really have much to say to you today in this little monologue section. So yeah, um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to subscribe if this is your first time listening to the podcast. And if you enjoyed it, if you liked it, I'm not forcing anybody to do anything. If you liked it, send it to somebody else. And tell them the same thing. Here's the conversation. But nah, yeah, the, the Robert Crab situation is strange to say the least. Strange to say the least. Yeah. Because like we were saying before we just before we just started recording this shit. I don't really know exactly what happened and I feel like nobody really knows exactly what happened. But according to the Shade Room, and I'm not quoting the Shade Room because I hate niggas that send me Shade Room articles like I just said. Mm-hmm. But according to the Shade Room, he was caught up with some human trafficking shit. So I, I, I read that, then I went and I went online, I read the CNN shit. CNN said he paid somebody for sex. Yeah. We don't know if he paid somebody to have sex with him. We don't know if he paid somebody to have sex with somebody else. We don't know if we don't know if there was human trafficking going on at the at the spot and he happened to be there. We, mm-hmm. don't, we don't know if he was involved in human trafficking. We don't really know shit. Yeah. But everybody is running around implicating him as if we know shit. Yeah. From what I heard is that it, from what it made it seem like, right? right? Nigga was out buying pussy. <laughs> right. <laughs> or selling pussy. One one of the other. Or selling. You or selling. Me? So so best case scenario, let's say he was just he was in the spot buying pussy. What's the issue with that? Not not an issue at all. You know what it is? He's Robbie Kraft. You, you know what it is? When you got a certain title now, it's just certain things that you're not allowed to do anymore. And I find it strange that as soon as he starts associating himself with black people, all of a sudden it's the issue that he buying pussy. If he was just buying pussy. And when you say associating with black people, you mean Meek. Specifically Meek. Meek and Mill. Then, exactly. Specifically Meek Mill. Specifically him helping out Meek Mill get out get out of jail. Of course, it, was, it wasn't just Robert Kraft, but Robert mm-hmm. Kraft stood by him and he helped him out. In that, in, that, in that dark time But it's just like You know how many Rich white niggas Is currently paying for pussy That's facts like, Don't get me wrong though. Apparently prostitution Is um, illegal I ain't even I ain't even really know that not, I'm not, That's not my world But apparently prostitution Is illegal But it's like uh, Yeah he was doing Something illegal If indeed that's what He was doing But it's just like I find it very ironic That all of a sudden This is the time When y'all want to bring up The fact that he had to be He might have been Paying for pussy Yo no funny shit though if I'm if I'm rich and I can't even I'm a billionaire and I can't even pay for pussy, that's a, uh, that's so deep, bro. You know, prior to prior to um him helping out Meek situation, not many black people knew who the fuck Robert Kraft. <laughs> that's a fact. But it's now fact. the fact that and Meek he, and he fuck with Gucci too now. Meek blessed him with a bust down, right? Bust down chain. Everybody everybody now has a different type of respect for him because you not, you wouldn't expect this white old nigga to be helping this young guy. Right, or to be, exactly, to be friends with somebody so, like So me. now all of a sudden, Robert Kraft is out buying pussy as an issue. Robert Kraft probably might have been buying pussy for 25 years now. <laughs> right. But now he's probably been sudden, doing this. But now all of a sudden, he's been helping Meek. And it's, I heard it was other names. Yeah, I heard it was other like rich rich niggas in the spot too. But apparently, but exactly, it was other rich people in the spot. But the only people, the only person that got that mentioned was Robert, was Robert Kraft. Kraft. It's, a, it's, a, it's an evil world out there. Yeah. We don't really know. That's a, that's my thing though. Nobody really knows what's happening. So we just have to wait to see what, and see and see what um what information they find. If indeed he was involved in some human cra- human trafficking shit, that's od. My whole thing. Why? 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 Yo, why do why do the media really give a damn about that? 
<laughs> bro, I've been telling niggas for the longest, bro. The media just out here to just fuck with niggas' heads, bro. Like, the media is really just out here to confuse people. Because like you said, it's like, yo, I boom. Even if he really was, best case scenario, best worst case scenario, he was just buying pussy. Why does the media care? Why do we, why should we care? Yeah, I don't give a damn. It's mad niggas right now hype for that boy. Right. Like, yo, salute. He, like, he gained a whole lot of respect for a lot of young, ignorant niggas out here. But it's, <laughs> another, it's, a different, it's another different world for people who like, yo, they feel embarrassed. How you think motherfuckers on the, um, from his organization feel? You think they embarrassed? They put out a statement saying that um they put out a statement saying denying that, denying anything happened saying that you know it's an ongoing case so we're not gonna really speak on it but I don't think them niggas feel it. I mean he the owner though he's the owner you feel me it's not like it's not like it's not like you're Robert Kraft and and your general manager was wild and now I got to deal with the backlash I'm the owner mm-hmm. I could do what I want all right so I'm gonna ask you a question now but, all right so when tables were turned right Meek when Meek was in a situation Robert Robert Kraft held his hand out for him. Now, what what should Meek do? And like, if you was Meek Mill, you taking his side? Like, how you go about this? If I'm Meek Mill, I'm approaching it the same way I just I, I started. Like, yo, we don't know, we don't have all the facts. Mm-hmm. If I'm Meek Mill, I'm not seeing anything until we get all of the facts of the situation. Because he'd be dumb to speak out right now and defend Robert Kraft, and then two weeks later, we find out there was some human trafficking shit going on. And at the same time, he'd be he'd be wrong also if he had to pull up and and automatically just deny Robert Kraft, and then two weeks later we find out he was only just buying he was just buying pussy. So if I'm Meek Mill, I'm not speaking now until we get all of the details. All right, so let's say it is the worst case. Worst case scenario: human trafficking going on. Yeah, pack that nigga up. Good answer. Because certain things, I feel like certain things though is like it's like black and white, like it's right or wrong. Right. So like, let's say even though he held his hand out and helped Meek for his situation, which was freaking popping a willy, mm-hmm. that's what Meek was really, if you want to keep it above, that's really what he was incarcerated right. for. But then it's like, the table was turned, like, nigga Robert Kraft was really doing a crime. <laughs> that was beastly. Really even though, the humans, even though honestly speaking, and Meek Hart, he honestly don't give a damn, but for the media aspect, he got to like, at least front, like, yo, what he was doing was wrong. It was crazy. No, and Meek Mill don't give a fuck. No, no, no. He was trafficking, he, he cared, bro. You think Meek give a I fuck? Think, I think Meek, I think Meek give a fuck. I don't think we give a damn. And in an old funny game, so you find out there was young black girls involved. All right, like see, that. now, now it's down. Now, <laughs> exactly, right. bro. Now it's You've been trafficking this OD, bro. I'm not gonna, I might even go hold you, bro. I might even go. I'm the nigga that always downplay everything I hear in the news, but he was, he was trafficking his OD. But we don't know, bro. Like, like I said, yo, it could have been like, we just really don't know what's going on with that situation. But nonetheless, I don't know if I want to say I wish him the best. I, I wish him the best. Just whatever. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Unless just, he was really selling pussy. But, all right, what up? I got a question for you now. What if he was soliciting sex for somebody else, like they said? Like, what if he was the nigga orchestrating shit? Like, yo, I'm pulling up here and go fuck that nigga. What if he's a pimp? What if he's the pimp? You still mad at him? I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like I feel like selling pussy is a is a is a is a crazy game. You know it was crazy too, though. That's a crazy crime. In in the CNN article. They also mentioned that like there was no sex, like they didn't really have, they ain't even really have sex. Like he just caught the neck or some shit like that, caught a little hand job. Wait, so he was just receiving? Right, he was just receiving. OS. Oh nah, if he was receiving pussy, I don't give a damn. Nigga, what, what you think is buying? What you think buying pussy is? That's no, but I'm pussy. saying if he was selling these bitches on some pimp shit, oh, 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 oh. that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't give a fuck what you do with your money. You could do. I don't give a damn. I don't but, think meat give a damn. I you know only people who give a damn is the motherfucking news. Yo, 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 y'all gotta stop allowing the news to tell y'all what to care about. No funny shit. I gotta stop doing that, bro. Like, I need everybody to start thinking for themselves. Real shit. 
Yeah, news be drag. I don't really, I don't really pay don't attention to the, the news, fucking news. Bro. News be dragging shit. News have, news, news really be brainwashing people. Bro, OD. I be sick too. Cause my mom's really it's, be sitting there. She don't turn from CNN. It's funny because this morning I woke up. My mom was watching um, this week with Joe Stepanopoulos on on ABC. It should come on every Sunday. It's like no yeah, question. No it's, 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 it's literally a political podcast before podcasting. Like that shit been coming off like the past ten years. Mm. And what basically what this nigga do? Joe Stephanopoulos, the journalist. I don't even know if I pronounce his name right. He has like a political roundtable with a bunch of politicians. And as I'm in pass and make my little bagel and cream cheese, I overhear Governor Christie, the nigga from Jersey. Uh huh. I know you talking about. He talking about uh the uh, he's talking yeah. about uh Camilla Harris's Breakfast Club interview. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, Camilla Harris is on television or is on interviews saying that she smokes weed listening to Tupac music. Everybody's gonna call her out for it. Everybody's gonna call her bluff. But in my mind, I'm like, yo, that's not even what happened. Yeah, she totally didn't say that. That's, that's <laughs> she... not what she said, bro. And this is what I mean. Like when you when you only focus on one or when you only focus on what the news got to say they didn't have they'll have you believe in some other shit like she literally said in two separate questions in that interview yes i'll smoke weed before five minutes later i listen to tupac how these niggas group smoke and weed they, listen and, to and, tupac and, together <laughs> is crazy to me but that's you know that's also the low-key breakfast club issue why you say that because i feel like they be putting out snippets to obviously, obviously for clickbait. Right. I didn't watch that interview. I'm gonna be honest with you, but I definitely heard that part. I saw part of. It. I saw part of the interview. Yeah. So that's another thing. Like even even these like black radio stations. <laughs> <host, laughs> <nigga> nah, <laughs> these black these black radio stations and stuff. They be putting out certain. Like if you go on Breakfast Club, um, Instagram right now, and they they did their videos that they post for clickbaits be the most extreme shit that it you do. would hear, so you could watch the video. It do. And if you just only watch that, just like I only watch the Camilla Harris shit, you start. Coming out with playing, different, yeah, yeah right. Start, you start, it's go, it's, you start it's, running with shit that wasn't even true, it wasn't even fact. It creates, a, it creates a false bias for you because it's like you only going off what you see, but at the end of the day, that's false. And that's why, honestly speaking, I be understanding why some some artists don't be wanting to do radio interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, because your words could definitely get misconstrued and pulled this way and that way. But it's like, I don't know, I don't know how long this climate is gonna last, like this clickbait climate. But at the same time, who can you really blame? Like the people, the reason why the clickbait climate is here is because that's that's what niggas respond to. You know what that's I mean? True. Like if you keep it, like if you if you if you out here putting out genuine titles, or if you out here just putting out like I, I can't even I don't remember what the world was prior to clickbait. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I can't even remember because like, this whole this whole social media that's really era, our generation. That's, telling, like, right. that's all we really know. Right. This this whole new age of journalism it just started over the last. Four or five years. Yeah. So like when we was younger in high school, we wasn't even really paying attention to the way the news was being delivered to you. So I can't even really tell. I can't even really tell niggas when the clickbait shit started for me to even determine how long it's gonna last or what's gonna be next or how or how they, that will evolve. So it's like you can't really like I said, you just can't really blame the niggas doing it because that's what we feeding into. Mm-hmm. Like you're not about to click on an article if it does if the if title don't get your attention. Right. That's so true. it's just like you can't so, really blame niggas for doing the clickbait shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not knocking them for putting out because I ain't gonna front a lot of the stuff that they put out on their Instagram page that all clickbait material. Mm-hmm. If it's some exciting shit, then it's like, oh, well, word, let, me, let me watch that interview. That's a fact. Yeah, let me see what's up. So, but then it is some stuff. It'd be like, damn, y'all dragged it. Yeah, y'all dragged it. Like, why like, y'all had damn, to put why out that? Why you see your people, bro? Yeah. Why you doing? Yo, you know what I hate too. Not to be on this conversation, like yeah, I said it before. I hate shade room, bro. I really don't like the shade room, bro. That shit is corny to me. You feel like it's negative energy, bro. It's just negative, bro. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost 100 percent sure. I'll give it 99.9 that, that black people run the shade room. <laughs> I can bet that. You feel me? Yeah, and that's the same way I felt about World Star too. 
And not yeah. till now though, because when I was younger, Rostar was that shit. Rostar was fire. Yeah. In high school, Rostar was fire. I'm a high schooler, and this shit is wavy. Going Rostar, see a couple of bad bitches. Shout out to Rostar honeys. Uh-huh. Uh, watch a couple of fight compilations. You mm-hmm. wasn't really niggas. Niggas be afraid. You wasn't really on Rostar for the music, but every now and then, a couple of artists is lit now. Nah. You discovered them on Rostar. You're right though, because I remember coming home from high school, and there was two websites I used to get off when I come home from school, and it was Rostar Hip Hop and Media Takeout. <laughs> I forgot about Media Takeout. <laughs> Yo, and those are definitely both ran by black people. Bro, but my thing is this though. <laughs> It's not until it's not until I got older and I'm looking back and realizing like, yo, you think about the shit and the shit that Worldstar was constantly putting up. It was a whole bunch of nigga shit. Like just a whole bunch of wild nigga shit. You gotta think about it. We not the majority. Which means we're not the majority of people that's viewing that website. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like niggas gotta really stop and just think about how everybody else be viewing us sometimes. That's you feel true. me? Right. We could complain all day about how the media portrays us. But what you got to say about the way you, your own people is portraying you? That's true. You feel me? If you constantly promoting this fuck shit, we're not the only ones looking at that. Like, we're not the only ones consuming that content. So you can't complain about how the media is portraying us if we constantly going portray, to portray us to be a bunch of fuck niggas. And the shade room is, is enabling that bullshit. Like, the shade room just is, a, is literally a gossip. It's a rumor mill. I feel like you look at it now, like, like 2018, I mean, 2018, 2019, I feel like now certain black people feel like you got to have a certain image or you got to do certain type of wild shit to just even get some type of attention, though, or even look a certain way. Look at all the, like, artists that's out now. They all got, like, <laughs> tattoos on their face. They all doing or saying some type of sus shit to get some type of attention. It's crazy because nigga, nigga Lil Wayne had a... Lil Wayne had a couple of face tats, like some calm shits though. Yeah, he but he 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 had the eyelids tatted. He got fear of God. He got the crackhead shit. Gucci walked out too. He was in the prom with getting the ice cream shit. And then niggas, I don't know who came up with the method that it was three niggas he put on ice, so it was the ice cream. I don't even know if that's true <laughs> to this day. Wait, what? So apparently the ice cream represented three niggas that he put on ice, aka three niggas that yeah, he, he killed. killed. Yeah, right. I'm dead. To this day, I don't even know I, if that's I don't, see, I don't see the correlation between ice cream and putting niggas on ice, but hey. But some niggas said that, probably made that shit up and ran with it. Who knows if it's true? So, basically, you blaming, you blaming Lil Wayne. Nah, 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 nah. I, bl- I ain't blaming nobody. It's just, I'm just stating what I noticed. Right. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be the negative. Listen, if you feel like you got to look a certain way or, or be a certain way to, to to, to reach for that success that you want to reach, you wildin'. I personally don't think it. I'm just saying I feel like... Nah, in so, general. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just to anybody that feels like you have to look I feel like as long as you, as long as you, as long as you got talent, you, you able to... You, I feel like you able to somehow succeed. But it, look, you look at a lot of niggas that, that, that... For instance, right? A lot of people don't really fuck with like the mumble rap ever, right? Right. They think it's whack. But you look at them niggas, them niggas all whack. A lot of them niggas all whack, but they look a certain way. They got an image... That kids like they, they get a bunch of million views, mm-hmm. color their head, tattoos all over their face, so they getting this type of attention. Right, it's and like, then record labels and all these other people are signing them because you go on a YouTube account and they got millions of fucking views and they know they can make a profit off of them. Which in reality, them niggas don't have no talent whatsoever. Zero talent. They just have pretty good marketing skills. Yeah, and and you, you there's this younger people that's watching that, seeing that, and like you said, they feel like yo, I gotta do that, or I gotta look that way in order to get what they got. This some this some this some smooth shit we just did. I don't know how we got to Robin Craft to this, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know how we, don't know that how we got that, that either. That was some smooth but shit. I'm, uh, shit, but we here now. So I go further. The way I look at the way I look at the like the whole like talent versus like how do I still explain it? Talent versus reach. For for example, what I mean by that is I genuinely believe that there's like 
It's seventy, but seven. I said seventy. It's seven billion niggas on this planet, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. There's there's more than one nigga. I'll put it like this. For example, I'm, I'm gonna create a basketball analogy. You got Kobe Bryant. All right. He the Black Mamba. Uh huh. You got Jason Tatum. Okay. He a snake, but he ain't the Black Mamba. All right. You got Kyrie Irving. He a snake, but he ain't the Black Mamba. Okay. What I mean by that is this: this niggas probably just as talented as Drake. But you're never going to be Drake. Why? Because God don't got any his plans for you to be Drake. Well, I feel like another thing, you can't like, you can't really duplicate greatness. It can't be too, like there will never be another motherfucking Michael Jordan or another LeBron James. You just got to, you got to learn from them. But you can't, there's no way in hell you're going to ever beat them niggas. No, I, 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 I agree you with really, that. You think, you think you could duplicate I greatness? That. I feel like you either... Like you could be just as good as that nigga, but like there there could be another another Eric Gordon in the league. <laughs> there could be another Austin Rivers in the league. <laughs> no, that's but right. you can't be another motherfucking Wilt Chamberlain. I don't care how if you got similar similarities to him. I, I agree with what you're saying, but like I I agree. With, I think we're kind of saying the same thing in the sense that yes, there's Michael Jordan. And there's a bunch of other niggas who fit the mold of Michael Jordan, but they're not Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's like for any nigga that's chasing like success, one, you got to define what success is to you. I feel like niggas automatically see like somebody with a bunch of attention and say, yo, they're successful. I want to reach that level of fame. But what I'm saying is just because you're just as talented as that nigga doesn't mean that you're destined to be as famous as that person. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to fulfill your purpose. That's true. You feel me? Like... You could be you could be the orator that Barack Obama is, but God don't have it in his plans for you to be president because you know if you was president, you a while out and you wouldn't be able to handle yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's like anybody that's chasing like fame, you just gotta be careful with the shit. The niggas gotta be careful, and it's like like you said, niggas is literally willing to do whatever it takes to be famous nowadays because they feel like that's, sell, how, I, that's sell, how I gotta get it. Selling a soul to be famous. I'm good off that. I ain't go front. One of our men, one of our men from middle school, I I forgot who said it. But one day, I remember we was in ninth grade, and we went back to Austin Letters, and we was walking down the block type shit, like, after school, like, after these niggas lied out. Niggas said, yo, I don't care what it's like. I don't see the issue with selling your soul for, for some fame. Like, all you doing is selling your soul. It's cr- niggas was I saying, think like, bad people feel like that, not really understanding what they're saying or doing. Nah, I remember a couple weeks ago, I was on Twitter. Now you see this every day on social, on Twitter, you go, if you go on there. Like, mm-hmm. niggas are saying, like, clout is a disease. Mm-hmm. Yo. I really agree with that shit. I money, really money ain't the root of all evil, evil now. Bro, attention. niggas is doing all type of weird such shit for attention, <laughs> bro. I'm good off that, bro. Fuck the fame, bro. I don't really want that shit, bro. I mean, if niggas never know who I am, man. Niggas is crazy. It just wasn't meant to be. It just wasn't meant to be. Like, I think people got to be able to put things into context and, re- and realize, like, yo, even if I don't reach a thousand voices or a thousand airs a week, I'm reaching five hundred. Right, mm-hmm. but that's still five hundred people that you're responsible for. Like five hundred is still a lot. Like appreciate what you got. You feel me? Hone what you got. Focus on what you got, and then before you know it, if God realizes, like, I bet you ready for something else, He'll give you something else. But it's like, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir with this shit. I feel like I've been saying this for like the past three weeks. Nobody, no, nobody really listening. It's only gonna get worse here and around. I pray for my kids. I'm praying Yo, for I'm me. on the fence about this whole about even having kids because yo, imagine like yo, I be seeing young mothers now and I be feeling for them, bro. I'm like yo, you really gotta raise your kid in this climate. That's scary. That's scary, bro. 
And it's only, like you said, it's only going to get worse. I'm on the fence now. I don't even know if I want to bring kids in this world. Yeah, too. I mean, I want my wife old, but you know the block. You, know, you see what I'm saying. Yeah, that's scary. And we living in a generation that's extremely soft and sensitive. <laughs> extremely soft and sensitive. I can't even voice my opinion on Twitter no more without, without somebody, somebody saying, crying. Yo, that's, yo, you want to talk about what I hate? That's what I hate. That's really what I hate. <laughs> And then, you know what I don't like, bro? It could be any topic. Like, we could be, I could voice my, uh, I could go on Twitter right now and say, I think motherfucking Giannis deserves MVP. And it's somebody who wanted to argue, like, literally want to argue instead of just staying their pain. Like, yo, bro, I disagree. I think Paul George deserves it. No, nah, he want to get, he want to write me a whole a dissertation. Yeah. Now, you know what it is, too, though? I think, well, I've been saying this, so niggas is pussy online. The reason why I say that, because all everybody want to do online is, is attack and jump people. Yeah. Like you said, like, like, niggas is not really trying to have a dialogue. Niggas yo, really just want to attack you. Bro, I'm, a month ago, right? Maybe a month, a month and a half ago, I wrote on Twitter. I said, this is just my opinion. I said, yo, if you a grown-ass man smoking hookah, <laughs> you, you a sucker. <laughs> I just feel like grown men smoking hookah is, is weird to me. And, yo, I was getting attacked from dudes from Tennessee. And I'm like, yo. I, Spanish niggas from Tennessee. Bro, who, who don't know me. from Like, fam, if you think smoking hookah is cool, okay. Say right, that. Right, smoking hookah in peace. Exactly. All, I'm just entitled to my opinion that, yo, I think smoking hookah for grown-ass men it's weird, especially when you taking your phone out and you recording. Hey, record your song. <laughs> you recording a song to bro. Yo, if you want to smoke hookah, smoke hookah. Just don't don't pass me no hookah. I ain't smoking that shit. <laughs> now you know what's crazy though. Niggas live in a society where um you have what's the what's the what's the shit called freedom of speech. We live in a society where you got freedom of speech, but the moment you you exercise your freedom of speech, somebody's somebody gonna attack you. Yeah. Somebody's bound to attack you. So it's like, what's the point of having freedom of speech? Yeah. Like no funny shit. The niggas in China don't really. Them niggas in China can't say shit. They live they living pretty good. You know, funny shit though, when you live in a world where you don't know that something else better, quote unquote, better exists, you Gucci. Ignorance really bliss. No funny shit. You saying so? You live in a world where you just. I read a book like that too, actually. And I forgot the name of that book. It was in high school. That's actually one of the few books I actually remember. Yo, you know it's crazy because when you say you read a book, I'm like, where? No, no, I was high school. <laughs> I, I, was, I was I was forced to read that book. But right. Shout out, but actually now you know I'm actually evolving and growing because I'm actually interested in reading a lot more books now. And you knew me for a very long time. <laughs> Three years ago, I wouldn't have said that. That's but shout fact. out to you. Shout out my son Tahi too because y'all actually got me in that mindset. Y'all was reading the Charlemagne book. <laughs> and yeah, and then now, now, but not. I just feel like just getting older, you start to realize shit like that. Because even on my Twitter, which my Twitter is a bunch of dudes my age, they right. all be on there like, "Yo, what good books is out now?" Right. So now it's just I just feel like it's something you, you that just happened to process in your head as you get older. Yeah, I, thought, I feel like I, no, you know, first of all, I feel like as you get older, you start to realize that life ain't like it's not as simple as cut and dry as cut and dry as it seemed when you was younger. And it's like, all right, you gotta get to, like you say, you gotta get to a point where you evolve and you grow. You say, "Yo, all right, this I gotta start." Once you reach, once you reach a point where you realize you don't know something and you need to know it, then it's like, all right, now I gotta go find that information. Nah, like my mom, like she be watching, she literally only watch politics twenty four seven. I be judging her, like, yo, you really gotta get out of that habit. <laughs> but she be telling me, like, yo, in ten years, that's gonna be you. Cause my older brother, who he's thirty, he never used to watch that shit, and that's all he watch now. Yo, one of my men from church, he's like, he in his early thirties, he's like, don't funny shit watch me. I get to this age, I'm gonna start watching this shit. And that's crazy, cause I remember, I remember, for instance, right, I remember being a kid and my dad used to dress up casual. I used to be like, yo, why are you dressed like that? Like that's that's whack. But now I like dressing like that. <laughs> Nigga, I remember when you first got to college, you wasn't jacking the suit shit. And all yeah, that. that's just. It was so wack like, to me. Why is niggas doing that? Yeah, like I, I didn't understand the purpose, bro. I'm like, why are you dressed like that? That just show you that, like, as you get older, your mind just be awesome. Like, you really could wake up with a different motive, like, you're not, in, in a get, positive way. That's a fact. As you get older, you have like you have to evolve. No, first you have to evolve, or you're gonna die, bro. Then it's certain, it's certain niggas who don't. It's certain niggas who just stay in their lane. 
Why do you think that happens though? I don't know. Probably the sh- I don't know actually. I know what it is though. I feel like all the niggas who like actually was motivated some way, like at least want something out of life, mm-hmm. they they go that right. Because all the niggas, for instance, that in my hood who didn't graduate high school and stuff, they still in the same mindset that I knew them in six years ago. I think I think it's a combination of niggas getting comfortable, or niggas could just be afraid. Yeah, fear. Because fear, fear is a big factor. Like as much as people don't want to admit it, fear is a big factor in a lot of in a lot of um instances. Like like just like just the fear of failing, and it's something I spoke about last week with my cousin. Just the fear of failing, and especially in the culture and the climate now where everything is publicized. Like everybody's I was about to say that. I'm about to get on that. Just the idea of failing is is scary for certain niggas. Like yeah, I was I was um I was having a conversation with my homegirl. We went to high school together, and she was saying how um. Sometimes she don't feel like she's like up to par in life with everybody else mm-hmm. with what she see on social media. But I'm like, yo, first of all, you don't know those people on social media. You don't know it's what the fuck trials and errors they went through. Right. So like, that's another thing though. Like once again, so people being brainwashed by shit that they see online, not knowing people backstories and whatnot. It's a fact. So that should be blowing my. That should be blown. Oh, no funny. No, nah, I don't know. No, I I can't front. I don't know anybody else that's blatantly front. I don't really know people like that. Oh, I do. I told you about my man. <laughs> I, I told you about my man. I was actually. Let me tell these um the listeners. I had to delete my Instagram about a month ago because I I literally witnessed my man who I grew up with post a picture with some neighborhood kids saying that they stopped him and asked for his autograph. Mind you, I know they didn't do that for a fact because I knew the kids. So that really got me upset because. Mind you, he's, he's a regular kid that plays ball. Mm-hmm. He plays Juco. Mind you, he's like, I'm 22. So he's he got about to be 25. Mm-hmm. And he's playing junior college basketball. There's no way these local kids from the neighborhood stop no, yeah, junior, college junior college, college right. game to <laughs> take a picture with you. Autograph. And he sent this long paragraph. And I wrote to everything I love. I literally, that was the last post I watched. And I just deleted the just Instagram the app. Shit. And um, I only was off about three weeks, but it was enough. <laughs> it was enough. <laughs> it was a, it was a calm little three week cleanse. Yeah. You think you think Twitter or Instagram is worse as, as far as like, oh Instagram, Instagram, Twitter to me is just comedy. Like I really I really think everybody should have a Twitter. Honestly, Twitter speaking. group chat be having me weak. And also Twitter, I'm not gonna lie. I like Twitter. I'd be finding out news there first, whether it's entertainment, that's a fact, sports, like literally because it be it's on your trending. It's funny because Twitter, I feel like Twitter found a way. Uh, they probably should have capitalized on this early, but they found a way to like, like you said, update niggas on on with the news and, and, shit and like what's that. going on, and what's going on. And it's actually it's actual people who be on there like report like verified people that's on there reporting. Yeah. Like Instagram, like. You're not going to see a politician on there probably. Well, you probably will, but I'm pretty sure they probably post it on their Twitter first. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have any politicians. Nah, I got I, I, I to gotta, I gotta do a better job using Twitter, yes. especially to promote this shit. But it's like, I don't know. Twitter Twitter weird to me. I'm a nigga that's, I'm a, I'm a little more visual, so it's easier for me to like digest content on Instagram. The thing is with Twitter as well, though, is like once, let's say it's, something blows up, then like I feel like everybody's aware, especially if we get like a ton of word. retweets. It's, it's old, exactly. Like, it's easy to go viral on Twitter. Yeah, the word spread fast on Twitter. Way, very fast on Twitter because there's no, it's literally. I feel like I look, I envision Twitter to be a big ass room of people just chatting. Yeah, like if it was if it was, Twitter was a real thing in life, like it would just, like it would just be a big ass blue room, a navy blue room because my shit is always on dark mode, which is people just talking, just talking to talk. Also though, I feel like Twitter like, like out of all the apps is like the most mature app. Like, for instance, right, all my neighborhood friends, like, they don't got Twitter, bro. They look at Twitter as, like, they think it's stupid. But in reality, bro, 
I feel like and they, they all rely on, they all rely on Facebook. And trust me, I go on my Facebook right now, it's nothing but pure fuckery. Not saying it ain't fuckery on Twitter, but right. I could learn a lot more shit from Twitter than I'm gonna learn on Facebook. And I'm not really learning shit on Instagram. Niggas, niggas are actually tweet articles on, on, on Twitter. Exactly. Niggas promoting their promoting companies on Twitter. I mean, Instagram, they do that as well, but I don't know. I just get a bit. I just think Twitter is a, you get a bigger and clearer picture. And it's hilarious. None, nonetheless, though, I feel like you, uh, once you find something out on, on, on social media, you should go do your own research for this shit. Indeed. And it's crazy because I feel like Twitter's, Twitter's unfortunately, anytime we talk about like outrage culture stuff like that, Twitter's the place to be happening. I never see those conversations. Like, I never see when that shit happens. I always end up seeing like screenshots afterwards. Mm hmm. Like Twitter, Twitter's the place for niggas to wild out and niggas just go crazy about shit they probably shouldn't even worry about. Like niggas getting jumped about people wearing MAGA hats and getting nooses thrown around their neck, <laughs> like shit like that. You got like, niggas gotta really be able to see shit and ignore it. Nah, yeah, that's a fact. Now that I think about it, yo, like I said earlier, niggas like it's weird because like people like people constantly telling you what to focus on. I hate that. Like, I hate people telling you what to focus on, especially when it be bullshit. Yo, I be telling people, I be preaching that. Like, a lot of times, bro, I really don't be caring a lot about what the fuck be going on. I really don't. Because a lot of this shit, bro, don't really impact me, bro. A lot of shit don't impact me. Like, if it's something important, I'm going to definitely go do my research on this shit. Or if it's something I came across while reading, like, the paper or some shit, all right, I get that. But, like, a lot of shit that niggas be complaining about, bro, I just be like, yo, what are we getting out of this? Mm-hmm. What are we getting from this conversation? And it's crazy, too. Back to that, back to what I said earlier about people, um, we live in a world, in a, in a country where we, our, our speech is free. That's not, well, I never, well, you know what I mean, our speech is, is free. But we live in a country where our speech is free, and um, the moment you speak your opinion, niggas get offended, and, 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 and um, there's a limit to that free shit, technically. Technically, and, and I thought about something, I'm about, to have, I'm about to drag it, I'm about to OD drag it, but fuck it, who cares, it's the King Belly Podcast, and this is why I drag shit. <laughs> and I was thinking about the Liam Neeson shit again, and I'm like, yo, no funny shit, realistically speaking, all, all the niggas constantly complain and say, yo, you want a world where there's no racism, and racism is eradicated. We want a world where everybody is comfortable enough to be friends with each other, be cool with each other, and love each other. How do you expect for us to get to that world without niggas who was once racist sharing their racist thoughts with you? I'm wild. Am I all for that? Wait, what you mean? That? When, when, I, like, when you say niggas. Like, when I, like, for example, there's people who are literally, for example, Liam Neeson is a nigga. He said that he had like a little race bout. 40 years ago for a week long time for a week period mm-hmm. I'm not telling niggas to go out and feel pity for him I'm not telling you to agree with what he said but what I'm saying is we want to eradicate racism but niggas don't ever want to talk about it with the people who are actually racist mm. you feel me we want to eradicate it. racism but the moment a nigga tell you that he happened to have racist thoughts 40 years ago you shunning him and, and, and stoning him there's niggas who currently are racist right now how do you expect them niggas to no longer be racist? How do you expect the niggas to all of a sudden fuck with you and like you if you can't even listen to a nigga that said he had racist thoughts forty years ago? Yeah, well, is that not counterproductive to what we're trying to accomplish? I'm well, like, if he had racist thoughts, if he had racist thoughts forty years ago, won't you think he's still racist? Forty years ago? Yeah, you said you said forty years ago. Correct? That's what I'm saying. Forty years ago. Oh, but I'm you saying think he's still racist if he had racist thoughts forty years ago. I feel like you race. I feel like you don't wake up and just don't stop being racist. Though. I know, but over the course of forty years, you mean to tell me that there was no point in time where he was like, I, I realized maybe that- black people ain't that bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> no There's no point in time where that that where, where that's happened. Like, yo, we want niggas. Yo, this is the argument. Niggas really want racism to be over. We want to eradicate racism. But at the same time, well, niggas feel as though you can, can't well, stop being racist, like you just said. Let me tell you something, though, about, about eradicating racism. Racism, racism will never be eradicated. That shit isn't going anywhere. Why do you feel like that? 
Race, racism, bro. It's just like, it's just like racism is another form of hatred, right? Right. Nigga, hate ain't going nowhere. And another thing, niggas are talking about being racist, but nigga, it's black people be be hating on other black people. So why you think oh, white people, white we'll people, white people going? Just gonna wake up one day and the world gonna be perfect and start hating on us black folks. I, I and they got that. a reason to hate on us too. We wanna keep it a bean. We gonna not nah, say it. I, I think we're on the same page. Why you say that, I, nigga? We we we're really superior. Oh, I think and, and, and smarter. All right, thank you, thank you. We on the same bro. page, bro. We on the same. I just want to make sure we on. And I just that. feel like I just feel like that's obvious. I know you have seen the snippet that Acon snippet. I did it. Oh, it, I basically I know you a fan of Nori podcast. Right. Acon was. Yo, on I have Nori. listened. I got listened to that shit. I have listened to that shit. Acon went on Nori podcast. Mind you, this is a, this podcast is probably a year old. Okay. Don't um, give or take. Right. Don't but, don't, quote, um, don't quote don't quote him. me on that. But do your research though. But um, he went on there and just to get a gist, he basically was saying like, let's say you put all the black people or a, bunch, a ton of black people go to Africa, we will flourish compared to all the white people being here in the U.S. Like. Which I think is true. And as far as like, if, even if we go over there, all the stuff that we invented, all the mindset, leave all the fuckery alone. Fuck, mm-hmm. Like, let's all on a positive note. Mm-hmm. He think that it would be, it would flourish instead of this. Because we got this mindset, especially Americans, we got this mindset that like Africa is this place where ain't much going ain't on. Ain't much going on. Which in reality, that's not really true. Right. But in, in reality, Africa is, 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 a, is, a, is a continent with like 50 plus countries and... There's literally no way in the world that the entire country is desolate as, 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 as television poor makes it, as we as we as make, it make it seem. seem. That's a Which growing up as a kid, I definitely I definitely thought, thought Africa because was, that's what I seen on television. That's and a fact. I sh- literally thought out, Africa sh- had nothing in there. Shout out to me. Shout out to me. Shout out to me going to University of Albany College because <laughs> I was able to gain a lot of African friends. Yo, I, I said that all the and time, that's, bro. That's how I learned. I, I ain't go for. I said that all the time. Like, yo, if I didn't go to Albany, I probably would still be ignorant to a lot of shit in African culture yeah. because. Prior to Albany, I, I literally knew about like four African people. Like, yeah. Everybody I knew was either black, like strictly American, or just West Indian. Yeah, and I thought I was going to go to Albany and meet mad West Indians, but mm-hmm. I met a bunch of Africans, and I'm thankful for that because I was able to learn more about the, the African culture. Especially, I feel, I feel African my, cultures, I should say. My, my opinion, Brooklyn, I don't know. I, did, I honestly didn't grow up meeting that many Africans. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Africans I knew was I seen from television. Mm-hmm. Not not to say I didn't know any Africans, but I just didn't know that many. But I knew a ton of West, West Indians. Right. So... This image that I had in Africa was always dirt road, poor yeah. Nile River, ignorance, Egypt basically, period, which isn't true, right? I go for the, my only counter to Arab, to I about to say Arab, but my only counter to um Akon's argument is I agree black people will flourish, but if 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 we're in a society where only black people exist, niggas will still find a way to be racist to each other. That might be no, no, no. That's true because I just I totally just said that black people be hating on black people. Right, but, but I remember I was in the I was in the barbershop when they chopping up with this guy. He's probably in his mid forties and he was he was fresh like he had this thick African accent. So I started speaking to him. I, I, and he he um turns out he's from Nigeria. He's Nigerian. Mm-hmm. So um I'm speaking to a nigga and I can't I'm not even going front. I don't even remember the tribes that he was throwing at me. Oh, actually, it's right here. I was speaking to a nigga and he was telling me about the different tribes within the country of Nigeria. It was, it was like Igbo. Hausa and Yorubo. I'm, 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 I'm definitely you butchering, butchering the words, but it's definitely, cool. You know the vibe. Don't my, shout out to my Nigerians. Y'all know who I'm talking about. And he was telling me about the different tribes in Africa and how each different tribe like has a different, um, like what's the word I'm looking for? Different stereotype attached to them, mm. and how each different tribe doesn't really fuck with each other because one tribe is like more so the field niggas who just like do field work and nah, build shit with their hands. So basically, while the other tribe is the niggas that go to school and like they send their kids to America and they get education. And I'm sitting there, as I'm talking to this nigga and, I'm, and as he's explaining to me like the dynamic of like 
community in not Africa in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, no funny shit. No matter where we go in the world, racism, niggas is gonna you. find a way to cling to the people that they most have they have the most in common with mm-hmm. and hate the other group that they don't like as much. Yeah, I not to that. downplay the struggles that we go through as black people in America, but it's just like to put things into perspective for niggas. I feel like we shouldn't get too caught up on it. Like I don't want to. I don't want to sound facetious. I don't want to make it seem like I'm taking this whole racism shit for a joke. But it's just like, well, I mean, as far as getting caught up on it, I think I don't know. Like black, like what you just said, like the two tribes going at it with one another. I don't know. I don't like that. That sounds a little funny to me. But on the other hand, like white people, white people racism and hatred towards black people. I'm gonna keep it a being with you, bro. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like I really don't give a damn because I learned that shit's not going anywhere. That that's not as going long as there's love in this world is gonna be hatred, bro. And, and it's not saying like everything. obviously I'm not racist. So I, 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 if you're a white person and you seem to have a type of love and respect for me, I'm gonna give that towards you as well. But if you're a white person who clearly don't give a fuck about back people, stay out your way. Exactly. I don't give a damn, bro. I'm gonna just stay out your way. Like, you think wait, you think so? You on the same page? You think racism never gonna end? Because bro, like you said, bro, literally, soon as some racist shit happen, you go on once again. <laughs> you, you go on social media and people ranting about some shit that I don't understand why they surprised about. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yo, I'm not telling it. Like, I'm it's only niggas. one white nigga in the world. I'm gonna be surprised if you say some racist shit, <laughs> and that's Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> if Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki say some racist shit, I'm gonna be heartbroken. I'm gonna be heartbroken. Everybody else. Bro, from Steve Nash to motherfucking <laughs> Channing Tatum, bro, I won't be surprised, bro. Like I really won't. Nah, my thing with racism is this too. Like you and you, I feel like you just can't hold you. You can't hold the current generation uh, responsible. Like you can't hold it against them because even if like niggas, even if there's white people our age who are racist, them niggas don't even know why they racist. My nigga, like they that shit that they learn from their parents, exactly. That shit that their parents learn from their grandparents, so on and so forth. So it's like when you look at it like that. I can't even take it personal the fact that you hate me because you don't even know why you hate me. Mm-hmm. So why am I about to put the same energy? Why am I about to put that same exact energy out towards you? You don't even know why you hate me. And like you said earlier, my nigga, the only reason your ancestors hated me is because they realized that we were superior. Mm-hmm. The niggas had to find a way to enslave us. They had to find a way to hold us back because it'd have been clipped for them niggas if they, if we didn't. And I'm sticking to my theory. If 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 slavery was reversed and white people got enslaved in America and we was the niggas like if we was a slave masters, the niggas would have died out a long time ago and we'd have just been all black people in America and again niggas would have found a way to be divided amongst each other, whether it be by class, whether it be because one nigga is African, another nigga's West Indian, whether it be because you from Brooklyn, I'm from Queens, niggas would have found a way to still be divided. And I just think humans causing division amongst each other is inevitable. Like, that's some shit that's been happening all throughout history, period. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think anybody should ever feel down on themselves or anybody should ever feel less than anybody else because you black and you... Like, I hate the I hate the narrative that... And I heard this all the time growing up. My mom and, like, other women always tell me, you already got two strikes against you because you black and you a boy. And I'm just like, yo, no funny shit. Stop telling your young boys that. Like, you already selling... You selling it short for them. Like, you already selling, setting the bar very low for niggas by telling them because you black, niggas is whole, it got something against you. Because you black, you gotta be twice as better. Just tell niggas to be great, period. Yes, educate niggas about the shit that happened in the past. Educate niggas about slavery, about Jim Crow, about Red Line, and all those things that we went through as a people. But don't use that shit to now have... Like, I feel like that's all that's doing for certain niggas is inciting mad fear. And I'm like, yo, I can't really make it. Yeah. I can't really do it because I'm black. Nah, like, stop promoting these narratives to these young niggas. Like, this shit, I feel like this shit is very confusing sometimes. I felt I felt like on their behalf that they probably did it just to like I feel like a lot when we say shit like that I don't feel like they they take it as like they think it's gonna be a downfall on us I feel like they took it as like they were just putting you on like right so 
But I see what you're saying, and, and some people hear that, and it's like, all right, so why why go as hard? As right. Like, if the niggas, if, if you're telling me that the system is holding me back, why am I even gonna go hard? Fair. If you're telling me that I can't make it because I'm black, why am I gonna leave the park? I could just smoke weed all day, and just you feel me? I could just relax. I could just live a very comfortable life right here where I'm at, and not and not push for anything further because you already told me that as a black man is clipping me. And it's like yo, I feel like we gotta we gotta we gotta be like, we gotta find a new narrative. We gotta find a new narrative. I'm tired of playing that. I'm tired of constantly playing that like that victim role because I don't feel like a victim. Like, I don't feel like a victim to the system. I don't feel like a victim to society. I don't feel like a victim to the white people. Like. Like I don't see anything. I realistic. I don't see anything holding me back. I agree with you on that. That's just how I feel. That's just how I feel. How do you feel about the, uh, the Jesse Smollett shit? I don't know. I know we spoke about that earlier briefly. We could just touch on that for two seconds and then keep um, Jesse Smollett a bitch. You at least, at least <laughs> execute this shit properly if you're gonna do some scheme shit. Like this nigga clearly. I mean, I don't know. I mean, before prior to us recording you said you think he had a plan and just fell i personally think the motherfucker if he did have a plan that plan sucked <laughs> because there's no way you get caught like i don't know where where his plan backfired from and i'll be honest with you yeah that shit is crazy bro. I, my whole thing is with him i want to know his motive like right. why'd he do it right that's what i want to know like cut the bullshit out we know you lied already you might as well sit down and tell us to keep the buck with us nah, you might as well like, no funny shit i ain't go front like my my initial thought was if i did it this way then i would be able to do that and this would happen and so on and so forth you might as well keep it a bit stacked with us right now you might as well keep it stacked with niggas and i ain't go front though like he a real bozo for doing that shit and getting caught like no funny shit. if you really go if you go finesse a plan like at least execute the shit exactly. properly. Like, that's all i'm saying if you go finesse a plan if you don't try to get us on for for our outrage at least finesse the i mean shit i do think I, I don't know. I mean, his intentions obviously was 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 whack. Like, why 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 do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even know who the fuck. Like, if you just say Jesse Smollett's name, I didn't know. Pro- who that yeah, was. I didn't know who the hell. Because I was not. Who was watching Empire? I was. Yeah, I knew. Like, if you now nah, obviously they, you, his face is plastered everywhere. So I'm like, oh, the cat from Empire. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, if you just would have said Jesse Smollett was attacked, I had no idea who he was. I didn't give a. F- I still don't give a fuck, honestly. <laughs> Really Yo, know. you know I ain't gonna front though. I saw, I saw. Jesse Smollett not even that popping to pull some stunt like this. That's crazy, and he's dead not. Not that for him to have the audacity to do that. Is crazy. <laughs> for you to have the audacity, that crazy. I didn't even think of that. I don't even know. I really want to know his motive behind it though. What he trying? What if he was trying to raise awareness about like, about like um. But that's not even a way to go about it. Even if you trying nah, to raise awareness, nah. What you about to say? I want. Like, I, what if you about to raise awareness about like um the like the the what you call it the struggles that like gay black people face in America. Gay black men face in America, like the fact that he was, because the way he painted it, he was like, "Yo, it was a bunch of MAGA niggas attacking." So what if he's trying to raise awareness about like, "Yo, we under attack as a people, and I wanted people to support that cause," and then go on from there. What if he's trying to do that? I mean, nah, that's still corny though, because you just the fa- listen. If you would have executed the plan properly, I would have said congratulations, but you didn't. Now you look stupid. It's literally no positive thing you could probably say about the situation you did. <laughs> Cause he got caught, so it's like, bro, you no matter stupid now. how you painting, it's like, bro, you got caught. Nah, that's a fact. And I, I ain't go front though. I hate. I, I remember I saw. Um, I, saw I showed you out a video too. And Amanda Seals was like, "Oh, I hate her." I, th- I actually fuck with Amanda Seals. I don't like that, her. that video. Blew my. She's though. the smart girl in class who thinks she knows everything. You you remember? Damn, I don't know if I want to say her name on the podcast, <laughs> but I was saying because I ain't pussy, and I know you know her very well. <laughs> Who are you talking about? You remember Brianna Grant, right? That's my son. <laughs> yeah, Brianna Grant though she knew everything though. Shout out Brianna Grant because she was definitely intelligent, but she thought she knew everything. <laughs> I never had class with her. Damn, I never had class with her. That was my son though because I definitely got a lot of answers from her. But she, thought she, <laughs> she thought she knew everything, and it came to a point, bro. It's like that's what Amanda Seals is to me. 
Nah, Amanda, Amanda, I don't know. I, I definitely fuck with Amanda Tills because she's smart. But when she when she when she posted that video, I'm like, yo, you dragging it. Like that's one of the things too I hate about social media. I feel like people always feel like they gotta add their two senses. Oh yeah, it's bad. Don't funny shit, bro. You don't got sometimes you don't got say nothing. Nah, nah. Certain certain topics I personally like I intentionally stay away from. Like I just feel like I'm gonna keep my opinion to myself. Not, we be eager. We be, we be eager to to put out two senses. Like boy, sit down, boy. <laughs> Nobody, first of all, we don't even care. Nah, niggas don't. We don't give a damn. Because tomorrow somebody will have something else to say. Yeah, and that's another thing. We Honestly speaking, I feel like a lot of the stuff that we be speaking on, mm-hmm. we don't even really care about. It's like we just doing it because it was trending. I agree with that. So I, like, I 100% agree with that. I feel like niggas, like you said, niggas go on Twitter, see everybody trending, see, see something trending, and it automatically feel like, yo, I have to add my two cents in this shit because everybody's talking about it. You can keep strolling, scrolling. Yeah, I just I just, I just, just want to see what funny videos is out. You could keep scrolling. You don't what have to add your two cents to everything. Cause Shorty had the audacity to say, "Well, I don't see the like." Okay, I'm not. Alright, boom. You may you may feel like even if you feel like black men not voting is holding us back, which technically that could be holding us back if you're not voting. Even if you feel like that's holding us back, I don't see how like how the Jesse Smollett situation was the time for you to, to get that off your chest. Mm-hmm. Like save that shit for voting time. Like how did you draw the correlation from? Oh, you guys are saying that that's holding us back. You know what's really setting us back? Why black men always gotta get blamed for everything? Why, I, niggas, why niggas always gotta get blamed for everything? You said why black niggas always gotta get blamed for everything? Yeah, black men always get blamed for everything. I feel like we always get blamed for everything. You wanna know something, though? That, that's another thing that ain't going away. What? Black people get blamed for everything. That ain't going nowhere. That ain't going nowhere. That ain't going nowhere, you're right. Which is sick. That's sick when you think about it. It's like, damn, my kids and their kids gotta go through that. Bro, yo, we, divide, we fucked for life. But I mean, like, when it comes to black men getting blamed for shit, it be other black people blaming us. Oh yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> it be yeah. other black people blaming yeah. us. It definitely other black people blaming which, us. Which is why, which is why, once again, niggas be sitting back when some white nigga blame us. It's like, oh, it's turmoil, nigga. You blaming niggas too? Yo, I ain't go front though. Every time, every time the, the argument, and this is a common argument too. Every time the conversation, the police brutality pull up, niggas automatically be like, yo, but we got black people killing each other. Yeah, it's crazy because I, I I hear both sides of this shit. I hear the niggas that's for that, that that's against police brutality complaining about. That not being an issue at hand right now, but I'm also hearing the niggas that's like, yo, before we go complain about them killing us, can we stop killing each other? Like, can we start with loving each other first? Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, at the end of the day, whether you conservative, whether you liberal, whether you independent, I feel like all black people, but you know, you have know, the same agenda. Let me, let me, not the same agenda, same goals. You no, know what's 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 other what's black people issue too? What? And I don't, I, I honestly speak, I don't know what other method we could take, but I'm just, I'm gonna say it anyway. Some shit happens, right? Right. And what we go and do. March and paint and get go to the art supply store and create posters and shit, right? <sighs> niggas not taught, nigga. We've been marching forever, nigga. How long are we supposed to march? Yo, that marching shit. You know, white pe- white people be hype when we march. <laughs> they like, oh, these niggas marching again. They about to march. They about to forget about the shit. Keep pushing. And it ain't. That's another. But what thing. else did it do though? Because I, I agree. That. I think the marching shit they don't get niggas anywhere. But I guess people feel like it ain't nothing else for them to do. Cause it's hey. like yo. Why are you like yo? No funny shit though. In the social media era, ain't no reason to be marching. You can raise awareness from your couch. <laughs> so if you about to get up and take action with your like with your action, like if you about to get up and take action, get up and take action like with like meaningfully, like yeah, do something. I mean that's that's the thing though, because I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I, which I said before, I don't know another route to take, and I'm not gonna sit here and promote promote <laughs> violence. But, but you know for a fact that the marching shit is not it. Yeah. And definitely going to the Oscar awesome store and painting posters and rallies and <laughs> sticks. That shit damn sure ain't working. Now, for example, like, boom. Like, for example, police brutality situation. Instead of marching, 
a, a alternative to that would be I right, get a couple of get a couple of you could get boom my bad you could get a mother whose son was a victim of police brutality you can get a prominent person from your community fuck around throw a pastor in there fuck around throw an elder in there just cause who like Al Sharpton cause he's in everything nah, he nah, needs a no, no no I'm talking about he needs to sit down somewhere. I'm talking about community to community we're not All talking right. about I'm, talking Good, about I'm like, tired of that nigga if somebody if somebody right now knock on wood what's the um what's to get body by the cops his mm-hmm. mother, a pastor, a prominent member from the community, and like five other people. And you go to the police station and you have a conversation with the police officers and you let them know you like you know funny shit. Granted, you may feel as though you were afraid when you pulled up on my son and you pulled that trigger and killed him, but you gotta understand that us as a people, we constantly feel afraid because shit like this is, is always happening. Yeah, but that, that, but do you think that's gonna work? I think I think having a dialogue with the people that have the issue or the people that are the issue is much more effective than holding up traffic and protesting. <laughs> I'm be honest with you, I think both of them is just not working though. We jacking that? Yeah, I honestly don't think. Yeah. So if you mean to tell me, if for example, if you if if niggas, if there's a, a, a serious issue going on with the police in your neighborhood, yeah, you telling me that going to the local police precinct uh-huh. and building allies and forming allies with the police in that precinct right, is not so listen, solve the issue because. The 79th precinct is right there, right? You go ahead and talk to them. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean the 88th precinct ain't going to do some fuckery next week and kill a young black man in full green. This is true. So it's that's, like, that's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. Community, community. Niggas got to take the responsibility, community, community, to go make those, to build that bridge with you and, and whoever the issues with. You could you could do that. Like you said, you could do that right here for the 79th precinct. Mm-hmm. But you gotta, it got to be up to the niggas in full green to go take care of their precinct. I don't know. It may. I don't know. Niggas, shit, call in, uh, text in, tweet me, tell me what you think about that idea. But I don't know. I think having dialogues with people is more effective than protests. I think both is fuckery. I don't. I, but I, I honestly, it's me sitting here, I don't. I wish I had a, a, a tournament route to, to promote to people because I really don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know. That's just, that's just my two cents on the topic. But I, I, I definitely don't. I definitely just feel like I don't know. Protests. Protesting is, is protesting is pointless, but it's like at the same time, I I genuinely think that niggas don't care. I remember a couple of years ago, this was literally a, a like a couple of weeks before sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, um, two officers from the 79th precinct, I believe, one of these precincts in the, in the Best Eye area, um, had got um killed by a black man. Oh, dude! And he said that um, apparently he told his family that the reason he did it was because he was tired of innocent black people. Getting killed by officers, right? So I mean, you gotta like look at like Rose Switch. Like, what honestly speaking, like, what if black people just be on some shit where they fed up and they start doing wow? Not saying that's gonna help the situation, but now it's mm-hmm. like you causing mayhem because of bullshit. And we ain't gonna stop pulling the fucking you was fair for your life shit because that black man ain't have nothing. He wasn't <laughs> fair, nigga. You trying to what take if, No, you mean to tell me it wouldn't be more effective for that nigga to go to the, to, to the police? To the oh police yeah, hell yeah! I mean, because he lost his life, so he—I believe he killed himself after too. Oh word! Yeah, That's like he, I know for a fact he didn't get incarcerated. He definitely, he definitely died. That's OD. Yeah. I don't know, Mister. It's it's, it's 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 an evil world we live in, and yeah, I just we, feel it's like a, it's a dirty game. It's a nasty. Yo, it's a war going on outside. No man is safe from. Shut up, Nas. But um, that's Nas, nigga. That's Mob Deep. It's definitely Mob Deep. Oh bro. shit, we're gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're younger, you get a pass for that. But nah, like I just feel like <sighs> no one person has all the answers. And I think I think that before niggas just throw the towel in, 
we should definitely change um we should definitely change a couple of narratives when i mean narratives i mean like we should definitely change the way we speak to each other and the things that we say mm-hmm. to make sure that you're not inciting fear in niggas hearts instead of motivating them and i just think that um people got to be able to have dialogues with each other without criticizing or belittling somebody else's opinion that's just how I feel about that. The whole I we went on for like fifty minutes on that. Started with Robert, I don't know how we got here from Robert Kraft, but that's how I feel about all of that. Yeah, Race that's, relations, that's, but that's what's good about the, all that. The, that's what's good about the King Bentley podcast. Going tangents here. That shit flow like a story. You flow, it should flow like water. <laughs> what the fuck you mean? What the fuck you mean? Let's talk about um. Let's talk about uh some NBA shit. Let's get to it. Let's get let's get to some NBA shit. I ain't even going for I haven't been really keeping up with the NBA as much as I should over the past couple of weeks because of the all-star break and things like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I watched a lot of basketball the first half of the season. I want to take a little break over the next last couple of weeks. But as I'm starting to slowly get back into the flow of this NBA shit, you know what's crazy? 82 games is a long-ass time. I'm starting to realize, as I got older, I'm starting to realize 82 games is really a lot. It is. Because it's like, there's always this point, like this January, February part of the season where I just be, like, I'd be disinterested because I, I watched like 40 games already. And at, it's just, like, at this point, we just waiting for the playoffs. At this point, I just want, I just want to see the, what the playoffs are in for. Yeah. Like at this point, we know we like we know who are, who's gonna be in the playoffs. Already. Who the top contenders are. Right. And it's just like, all right, all your other teams is competing for a lottery spot. Catch on next year. And I just want to see the playoffs right now. With that being said, this might be the first playoffs in a long time that there's no D Wade or no LeBron. Yeah. That's yeah. I I, I was telling you before the um we started recording that I find, I actually believe that it's clipped for the Lakers. Which it might sound a little crazy because it's kind of crazy to count on LeBron James, but mm-hmm. niggas over there is looking bad. They're looking bad. <sighs> I think the whole thing is though with them, that whole Anthony Davis shit just fucked up niggas' chemistry. I know the locker room vibes is awkward. Yeah, the locker room especially with vibes is off. LeBron James, you gotta understand, bro. You got this new guy who came in. Obviously, I'm staying obvious right now. New guy came in and he like. Just change the whole dynamic, mm-hmm. especially come before the season. These young dudes is probably a little happy that like, yo we getting LeBron. Shit about to look good for us, right? You about to go to the playoffs? Yeah, you about to compete now. And then you start hearing, wait a minute, I'm like you start, <laughs> I'm about to leave. And that's another thing. NBA be handling shit a little, a little wacky. Like I don't know. I just feel like I understand like trade rumors existed, always existed, but that Laker and Pelican situation, that's I thought it was a little sloppy. You, you, and are you surprised that the league ain't stepping for that? Stepping and, and kind of cleaning shit up a little bit. I don't know. I never really seen nothing. Like, obviously, we heard of trade speculations. Right. But theirs was just, I don't know, it was all over the place. And I, like, imagine being, I felt for some of those those, those players, <laughs> bro. niggas. Yeah. And them niggas, oh, come on, bro. Them niggas in L.A. They don't really want to go to New Orleans. Ain't nothing Orleans. much in New Orleans for them. They, Lonzo they, Ball, I think, like, he's, him, or I don't know if it was him or his probably, but they, they, they made it known, like, yo, I don't want to be in yo, New Orleans. We're not going to New Orleans. Fuck that. <laughs> it's crazy because... Yo, I, it's funny because I was saying last year when when LeBron was trying to figure out where he was about to go, I, I was like, yo, I don't think Los Angeles is the spot for him. Think it's too, think it's too much going on over there. Not even now. I just think that they have a good young core and they should just focus uh, on that. Because like when LeBron pulled up to your team, bro, the niggas trying to win as fast, win as fast as possible. The yeah. niggas was literally at a point and, in time about and, to trade all of their pieces for, Le- for LeBron. AD. Go there and he automatically coach and the GM. Like what he says goes. That's a fact. So like. If you not playing well, that nigga could honestly go to coach and be like, yo, he got to sit down. Yo, I ain't going to fret. Or, yo, he got to go. Nigga, and, but you know who the smartest nigga on the lake is? Who? Shout out Mike Beasley for getting the fuck up out of there. <laughs> Shout out Michael Beasley, bro. That nigga said, yo, I'm off this. He went overseas. He overseas now? He cut. I thought he got, he got traded to um to the Clippers, right? 
Yo, Mike Beasley cut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that nigga's gone. <laughs> no funny shit, though. LeVar, LeVar Ball exposed this nigga Magic on some shit. He exposed Magic because he kept, uh, he was going, like, he he went on, like, a whole press run, like, two weeks ago when around the trade deadline. And he was basically saying Magic don't call no shit. He don't got no, he don't hold no weight with the Lakers. He don't call no shots. Yo, we need more niggas like LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball, saying, LeVar bro. Ball is actually a, um, We got to protect the nigga at all costs, but yeah, I'm trying to show y'all LeVar Ball is really, like, oh, that's a smart man. He's much needed in this in the sports. We, yo, we need more LeVar Balls because I like niggas. Like, and, I, and I always say when it comes to athletes, I don't like, I don't got time for the humility shit. Like, yeah. stop being humble. Just talk your Speak shit. Speak your mind. Speak your mind. Talk your shit. Come Shout on, out Kyrie. Back it up. If you lose, all right, fuck it. I took the L, but, you know, I'm supposed to be confident. I'm an athlete. Yeah. Niggas like LeVar Ball Say whatever's on his mind Articulate Well Well spoken at that And he never lied to us Nah he Don't be lying That nigga don't be that lying That nigga blunt bro. as fuck That nigga LeVar Ball Does not lie bro He's, he's yet to lie to us And I, I don't know I just feel like it, it wasn't a good fit For um LeBron Because like I said They have a bu- they had a bunch of young talent I feel like they should've Just focused on grooming That young talent Opposed to trying to win right now, LeBron. But LeBron ain't never pulled. He ain't pulled up to LA to play ball anyway. So yeah, other shit on his mind, like Wait. Um, like being executive producer of two chains albums and shit. We don't we don't get to that. We don't fuck, get to that. Fuck you think? Because that nigga think we stupid, boy. We don't get to that. It's crazy though because <laughs> what's gonna blow mine is if the Lakers don't make the playoff. The media is gonna focus more on that, on that than the than actual, actual playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. So I kind of want LeBron to go to the playoffs now. Nah, I mean, I feel like LeBron not being in playoffs. That's I, I'm, I'm not number one. We not used to that, right? I, I, I honestly speaking, like LeBron just a competitive nigga. Like you really want to see them in the playoffs, but I don't know. It's looking looking rough for them niggas. Then again, I don't really watch. I don't really watch. I don't really keep up with sports media. But I know for a fact that the niggas are gonna they're gonna drag the LeBron not being in the playoffs. Oh yeah, that's a fact. They're gonna drag that shit. It's crazy though because the, who 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 you think is the toughest team? For Golden State, because I actually my mind changed in the last week, and I feel like you know who I'm about to say, but I'm gonna let you look say. This, it. I actually feel like we're gonna agree on this one. Look at the standards real quick. You talking about our toughest team as far as them going to the playoffs and seeing them around one type of shit? And, and out of all the teams who will make the playoffs, who would give them the biggest scare? And I feel like we about to say the same answer actually. Yo, it might. It might be OKC. Okay, like I said, like, we was gonna say the same answer. Yo, I I go for this is the year because. Every year, OKC is the type of team where Russell Westbrook is guaranteed to average a triple-double, go to the first round, get knocked out. I don't think they're going to get knocked out of the first round this year. Nah. I, think that I actually see them that. You can make a case that OKC, it could be an OKC Golden State Conference Finals. Let me double-check that. Let me make sure the brackets is right. Let me make sure my seeding is right. Uh, but that's that's where I was going, though. Shout out Paul George playing like a MVP. Like an MVP. Averaging, what, he averaging like, what, 29 and, 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 and 8 on a season with, like, four assists or some shit like that? I just feel like his, his 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 comfort level, I feel like now, like, last year he was, it was a lot of uncertainty going on. Mm-hmm. I feel and like he was, now. He was injured, too. He's Yeah. I feel like now he's, he's certain on his position. And, yo, you got to give a lot of props to Westbrook, too. I feel like Westbrook, not that, like, he took a back burner or anything, because Russell taking a back burner doesn't even sound right. Mm-hmm. But he... He definitely got poor George feeling like, yo, this year, this nah, is he definitely just, took a backseat though. This, I think just he took, as much as my team is your team, so right. He took a backseat this year. You know what it is though, and I feel like maybe, maybe now that I think about it, maybe niggas don't cut Russell Westbrook enough slack. And I say that because last year, last year I said it too. Last year I said that the offense should run through poor George opposed to Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, this nigga Westbrook is chucking. He's on some wild shit. But what if Westbrook just knew the whole time this nigga's injured? And I gotta t- pick up the slack because 
we just can't have the offense run through a nigga that's injured right now. And yeah. then the moment Paul George got healthy, you see Russell Westbrook take the back the, um the back seat, and now niggas is flourishing. That's probably what could, that probably what happened. You seen it? You seen it? Did you watch that game? Um, I think that was Friday night against Utah. I actually stayed up for that. Oh my god! Right before, right before church, that was a game though. You saw the whole thing? The whole thing. That, that was a game. The whole thing. And, and that was it, a bit. That was a big shot. That floater. Yo, it was he crazy because when he hit the floater, I, I was watching him size the nigga up. I'm like, yo, he's gonna score right now. But I didn't see a floater coming. He split the defense to call a little easy. And West, Westbrook, Westbrook fouled out that shit. He did. He did. He, first, fouled out, he fouled out. the first, first OT. OT. Yeah. Yeah, that was he a good ass out. game. That and was a great after game. that game, you know, me and my pops watched. Now looking at my pops, like, yo, Paul George is it, bro. He definitely second place for MVP. So, so if 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 you had a vote on the if you had a vote in the MVP race. I'm, you're taking Giannis or Paul? Yeah, honestly speaking, I'm still taking Giannis. But it's like I'm gonna be honest. Do you think? Do you think Paul George? I feel like. Do you think Paul George will be able to win MVP after this after year? this year? Yeah, I feel like this was like his his like this. Paul George won about 28 though. I think he got a couple more seasons. Thing like this is though, I feel like not like the NBA give a fuck about shit like this. But I feel <laughs> like Giannis, he literally got five six years where he could win MVP. Right. Giannis, is, Giannis is going to be after LeBron retires. Giannis is going to be the best player in the league. Like he's going to be that. He's going to hold that. See the best player in the league. Not not even next year, but like because Giannis is only twenty three right now. Mm-hmm. So like I, I anticipate by the time he's twenty six, he's going to be in full control of the league. Yeah. So I, mean, I could see a scenario where, nah, I can't though because the league be on some funny shit. The league don't really play favorites like that because I'm because in my mind I'm like yo. I would give the I'd give the MVP to Paul George because yeah, I feel not like he's not, not about that. to get another MVP, yeah. even though he played this level for a couple of more years. But the thing is, the way MVP works, it always depends on who has the best record. Yeah, and the Bucks have got the best record right now, and they've they've been the best team in the NBA throughout the whole season. Like Golden State was falling off, teetering every now and then, but the Bucks State been have been the most consistent franchise this whole in this whole season. So Giannis really might get that. Yeah. At Western Conference, I, I, although I think OKC going to get the toughest challenge to go to state, obviously I got go to state going on top. Golden State's still going to win the championship, though. Yeah, yeah. That, we know yeah, that. They won the championship. On the East, though? It's a toss-up. We don't know who going to. Because I thought. Me, personally, if I had to pick right now, I've been sticking with the same team since game since the first couple of weeks. I'm still going with Toronto. On the Toronto? Office. Toronto? I, it's hard to count. You think Toronto could beat Milwaukee four times in the seven-game series? I definitely think so. The only thing is, the only team that now I'm starting to like because they added to because Tobias Harris added, I like Philly now. My so thing with Philly know. though, my thing with Philly is that well, all right, before we get to Philly, well, we haven't seen play, we haven't seen Giannis, this Giannis in the playoffs yet, so we don't even know. Because my thing is, I I could, I'm taking Milwaukee because they have the best player in the series. But it's like, yo, it may be easier that, to that's, stop. That's, that's going to be a hell of a series. It's going to be a hell of a series. It may be easier to stop Giannis because playoffs is more slow, half-court set of ba- half-court um, style basketball. And it may be it's much easier to stop Giannis in a, in a half-court set than it, than it is in the regular season where, like, niggas are running up and down the floor every now and then. But I don't know, man. I'm still going. I'm going with Giannis. Going with Giannis? I'm going with Giannis. I, I like that. We got this on record. We got this. We're going to see it. I think, I think, I, I think it'll be so, a seven-game series, though, but I'll definitely go with the Bucks. I also think that I think – I think people be sleep, sleeping on that Marcus Hall, um that Marcus Hall edition? addition to the Toronto Raptors. I like I like I like Tor- I like Milwaukee team over Chris Middleton, Raptors now. Brooke Lopez, Bloso. I, I it's crazy because I hate Kyle Lowry. I'm gonna be honest with you, I hate Kyle yeah, Lowry. I never really like Kyle but Lowry. But it's something about I don't know, bro. Like, Kyle Lowry's a good point guard though. I was watching speaking of this, speaking of Kawhi, I was watching NBA TV. I forgot what analyst it was, but they was talking making predictions, and they predicted that they don't think Kawhi gonna return. 
Yo, I was thinking as you when you brought up Toronto, I thought about that. I'm like, you think you think Kawhi even gonna come back? I mean, honestly speaking, in the beginning of the season, I was like, I mean, they, they the second, nah, because they no, they second seed, they doing well. I I don't see why he would leave, but you can't predict Kawhi, bro. That nigga's that really. I don't know. We, I I really don't know because my I think my thing is if he leaves, where is he going? To, yeah, that's, to, that's to, another to, thing. To the Lakers? Nah, he's not. I don't. I don't. I don't he's think, not playing with Brown, bro. I don't think exactly. I don't think Lake, I don't what, think Kawhi wants to play with LeBron. What about Clippers? I heard them niggas got it bad. Everybody, every, the Clippers, the Clippers have cleared up cap um cap space to to sign a big free agent, but it's like who's on the Clippers now? Well, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. They got both. They got pieces. They got a couple of pieces. They got Shea Gillis Alexander, Shea Gilgis Alexander. They have um. Tobias gone. Tobias gone. Who's they big? They just, I just I just spoke about this a couple weeks ago. They they just acquired Luke Shamit. Not Luke Shamit. That don't sound too. The the young nigga from um from Philly. The young shooter from Philly. That's, oh, that's yes, Luke yeah. Shamit. Um, and they acquired some other two young pieces too. I forgot who it was. Cause they flipped. They flipped. They they essentially turned Blake Griffin into like Shea Gilgis Alexander. Who's the other draft pick? I'm definitely blanking on this shit right now. Do but do you think that's enough for them to promote Kawhi to come here? Also, I feel like for them, but I also feel like maybe they know something that niggas don't know for you. Because I didn't understand why the fuck you would trade Tobias Harris. But we could say the same thing about the Knicks. Yeah, but suppose, you say- supposedly you listen to different stories and Knicks feel like they, they, they comfortable as if they getting somebody big. You never know what the fuck they think with them niggas. But apparently they felt comfortable as if like, yo, we got a chance of landing somebody big. Listen, I'm not trading my franchise player unless I know for a fact that I'm about to get. Yeah, the free agents that I want. So I don't, I don't. But the thing is, you so, you can never know with the Knicks. So I don't want to, I don't want to give them too much credit. Are you, are you, debate. are you also, are you keeping a nigga that you know for a fact don't want to be there? That's my thing too. I'm not. He, he blatantly said I don't want to be he, there. He did say that, but my thing is, they didn't pick up the phone to call anybody else. They didn't pick up the phone, the phone to call anybody else. Some niggas was like, yo, you don't want to be here. I they called Dallas. Dallas was with it, and they just made the trade right away. They didn't call nobody else. The niggas could have called Sacramento and try to flip and try to get Marvin Bagley at least. Like, we we could have at least got somebody from the same position. We could have at least got somebody who could build the team around. You can't build a team around um Dennis Smith Jr. And nah, you're not about you're not about to trade your best player for, for the nigga team. that you're supposed to draft. I don't want to get back into this, but come on, son. I, I really hope I really really hope that the Knicks finally get a break somehow, and you know we get the number one pick, draft who we got to draft, and keep it pushing, and get our two free agents. But it's just like I would I wouldn't be surprised if if a situation where it's like we get. Kevin said he's not going nowhere. So it's Clipper Kemba. We get like Chris Middleton and, and Kevin Durant. I don't believe Kemba. You don't believe Kemba? Nah. I think certain niggas like, don't care about Kim- winning, and I think certain niggas get comfortable in whatever city that they're in, and they just they're fine with that. That that's that's actually true. that's another media narrative too. I don't think I don't think everybody care about winning as much as they want to, as much as the media that's makes it seem. Because like realistically speaking, bro, certain niggas can't win. Period. That's true. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, for now, yeah, because they niggas ain't beating Golden State unless you do some super team shit and build your own. Right. But oh, far, far as the Clippers, they got they 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 um they got Landry Shaman now, Ivan, Ivanka Zubak, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Those are two. Those are three young young players that they got now. Man, don't really sound too convincing <laughs> to me to go there. But I mean, they, they, nonetheless, nonetheless, they took the risk. They took the risk and cleared up some cash space to try to land a free agent. So, like, I guess, I guess. It's a thought that counts. So we'll we'll see who who they can land. But most importantly, my thing with free agency this year is there's only about three three big free agents this year. Who you feel are actually leaving? Who have the chance? Who who may who, who, leave? Who, who Boogie? 
Because he has Oh, Boogie. Lead. I forgot about Boogie. Yeah, so three. It really is just three. Boogie, KD, and Kyrie. Klay Thompson's not going anywhere. Yeah. KP staying with Dallas. Kemba staying with uh, New Orleans. Whoever whoever throws uh, D'Angelo Russell a contract, the Nets are going to match it and keep him. Who else is a free agent this year? I think, I think, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know. Because when I actually. Yo, Kemba not tired of Charlotte? <laughs> that nigga too good, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, some people just like, yo. If Kemba could get alongside another nice nigga, bro. He'd be, he'd be, he'd be good. He'd be able to actually get really, He must really want to be a legend in Charlotte, bro. Like, well, I mean, he already is a legend in Charlotte. He's he's the franchise all-time leader scorer. So in his mind, he probably like, yo, no funny shit. Realistically speaking, I'm 29. No other franchise is probably going to throw me a big bat because I'm already 29 towards that tip. Reaching the tail end of my prime. I already made a crazy name for myself in Charlotte. Might as well just fly under the radar, get paid millions to play ball, and just call it and just call it a day. And go on and do whatever I'm doing afterwards. Because it's like, yo... I could see how somebody will will end up in a small city like Charlotte and just get complacent. What about a small city like Milwaukee? <laughs> like a nigga like Giannis. Giannis Giannis is is a nigga that's from a small city in Greece. So when he got to Milwaukee, he it was it was easy for him to get comfortable in it. I think Giannis so nice though that, that nigga probably won't even have to I feel like he would be able to tell me. I feel like, like he'd be able to pull, yeah, pull up to me Milwaukee. Me too. I feel like he'd be able to lure somebody to Milwaukee, but he himself said that he's not trying to he not trying to he don't he don't look to he's not looking to go anywhere else. Mm. And, I, and I ain't go for I believe him I definitely believe that Giannis is not Trying to go anywhere I think that he's good enough To get somebody To come to Milwaukee And join him I agree with that But I just feel like If, if you're Kemba I mean the nigga Is the number one seed And it's I mean it's not just him Chris Middleton Is a huge help is he, yeah, he, Chris Middleton Has been balling All season long I said he's, he's played a big role In why the, the, the Bucks Are the Bucks right now Yeah He's gonna help a lot In the playoffs too he is because a lot of like, niggas can't stop. Yo, you really, it's really hard to stop that nigga, Giannis, nah, he, bro. Nah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like it's crazy because he don't have a jumper, and yeah. everybody knows he don't have a jumper. And you still can't. And you still can't stop him. him. Yeah, that nigga's scary. He get a jumper, it's it's, it's lit. Nah, I was gonna ask who you think is scarier if they get a jumper, him or Ben, but it's still him. Yeah, but Ben, him. Ben, 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 Ben. I like Ben a lot. It's hard for me to slam. I like Ben a lot too, but ben, I just, need a, ben do need a jumper. Back, back to the Philly conversation. I I just don't think him and Joel and B fit? fit together. Really? Nah, I don't. Like, cause ah. when I when I watch Philly play, I see Joel and B, who is a center that likes the ball on the low block with his back to the basket, and I see a center who has to settle for three pointers but does not want to take those three pointers, and I see a center who just really wants to bang on the block on some old school shit. But the con on the contrary, I see a point oh. guard. Well, I see I see a point guard in Ben Simmons who likes to run the floor and who just likes to dom and catch shooters on the wing and, and, and shit like that. Like I don't see like they their games clash. You know what I mean? Like you can't really play Ben Simmons in a half court set because he doesn't have a jumper. But at the same time, you want to run a half court set all the time because you got Joel and Beat and nobody can stop him down low. So I don't know. I don't think Ben is gonna flourish until him and Joel aren't on the same team. And most importantly, I think Philly already loves Joel more than they love Ben. Yeah, it's like hard just, just low key not room in Philly for all of, for both of them. You think it's room for Philly for for um, Jimmy Butler? I feel like him. I feel still still feel like that same ego mentality, and which I, I guess it's not really a knock on him because he's just a competitive nigga. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, bro. I don't know about Jimmy and Philly. Not that he's playing bad or anything, but it's just like my thing with Jimmy Butler is this: Where are you gonna go? 
you you push you forced the way out of I would say he forced his way out of out of um out of out of Chicago because it was either him or Fred, it was either him or Fred Hoiberg and he kept the coach. Alright, whatever. You get a pass for that. You go to Minnesota, you give it about a year and a half, you force your way out of Minnesota. Now you're in Philly in a much better situation with a way better team with generational talents. If you can't humble yourself and be the third or fourth option and just go on go along for the ride, where do you expect to go and flourish? That mm-hmm. like he literally had like Jimmy Butler hasn't won anything. He's never won a play. He's, he's never won a playoff series. I'm bugging. He's never won a playoff series. I didn't know that. Jimmy Butler's never won a playoff series. He's never been the best player on his team and actually took it up somewhere. So it's like, what do you want? Like, what do you? Where do you? Ex- where do you expect to go and find the perfect situation? Like Philly is literally the best option for him right for, now. For him, yeah. Like if I'm Jimmy Butler, I'm gonna just find. I gotta find a way to make this work. Yeah, that nigga ego taking over his. It, 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 his it taking over his whole career. It's taking over his whole career, and it's like. I ain't gonna front though. If I'm Philly, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad having Tobias Harris over Jimmy. Over Jimmy, I wouldn't. And he been bowling. And he's been hooping. I was saying that though. I honestly won't be surprised. Or I even won't be mad if the niggas keep Tobias. Cause I think Tobias contract in this year, right? Yeah, he, yeah he's a free agent this year as well too. And Jimmy too. Yeah. I would not be mad <laughs> if them niggas say, "Yo, Tobias, look here, boom." Only thing is just though, you got you're gonna have to throw Tobias and Max. You might have to throw him at Max. Cause that was that was my fear. That was my fear with the Knicks. I'm like, yo, if we don't get Kevin Durant and Kyrie, we're gonna end up throwing Chris Middleton and Tobias Harris and Max contract, and I'm gonna be sick. Tobias gonna be asking for that mask, that Max, especially because he raised he raised his trade value in um in Los Angeles. He raised his trade value in Los Angeles, and that's how he's able to come to Philly and flourish. Because Philly was like, oh, that's nigga that's bull, man. That's nigga that's yeah, we need that. We can use sick part is, bro, that nigga been nice. Yeah, he been balling. He just he been on Orlando, Detroit, Detroit too. He was bowling. On, he was bowling on Detroit. He was. He was hooping on Detroit too. I, I just feel like Tobias Harris is a player who's never been in a situation where his talents could be used to win a championship. And, and, yeah. He gets, oh, Detroit. Fuck is Detroit. No funny shit, bro. I feel like Detroit shouldn't be a franchise anymore. Ah, uh, bro. They're going through a lot. Like the just, city of Detroit just, is going is going through a lot. You're right. No, nah, just Michigan in general because they got Flint, <laughs> they got Flint too. Yo, the Flint situation. Yo, bro, the Flint still doesn't have clean water, bro. Yo, Michigan. Yo, Flint still yo, does not have clean water. You got hey. niggas online pay attention to Jesse Smollett. Michigan as a state. Michigan as a state is going through it. They only got the only person they got is is Eminem. Because we ain't even we ain't even heard from Big Sean in a little while either. Oh shit, they got Big Sean too. We ain't even heard from Big Sean in a little while. Yeah, I think Big Sean was at that Rock Nation brunch though. Sean. He was, yeah, he was. <laughs> that's what he had. Nigga, nigga, Big Sean don't give a fuck about Michigan. Michigan doing bad. Michigan doing I, bad I, as a city I, though. I I'm a, a, as a state, I ain't go front. I don't know. I just feel like cause my not, thing I, I think I was just looking at the standings. I don't even think if the playoffs start today, they'll be in there. I think they ninth or maybe tenth. Nah, I don't think they tenth. I'm about to tell you right now, they seventh. Oh, they seventh. Yeah, yo, it's crazy because the um seven. And eight, which is Detroit and Charlotte respectively, uh, both under five hundred, but they in the playoffs. Orlando's actually a game and a half out of the play, out of the eight spot right now. Damn, I hate. So watching, is Miami. I hate watching Detroit games though. So I'm saying when I watch Detroit games, nobody's coming to these. Nobody's in the stands. Nobody's coming to these games. Yeah, like as a franchise, as a as like as, as far as ownership goes, I know you. I know niggas be shaking in their boots when they realize they games not getting sold out. Like I like I know yeah. niggas be niggas nervous. Niggas don't want to see Blake. I wouldn't want to see Blake. Right? I, don't want to see Blake I, I know what it is though. I think I don't want to see them because he represents Detroit. Put Blake on another team, I might be all right. 
It's just no pieces. Yeah, it's no Lakers pieces. In Brooklyn, niggas it's no come. pieces on Detroit that excites me, bro. Like Blake and Andre don't excite me together. I, they just don't. And I do feel like the niggas should be killing. Both of them niggas. Blake is a bully. I ain't gonna front. Blake yeah, still is. some strong nigga. He could go to the Baja and just, it's hard for you to stop him. That's a fact. And, and, he, then, and he can handle the rock now too. Yeah, Andre. Andre's a problem too when he wanna be. He, got he never really had any post moves, but you know for a fact he's gonna give you twenty rebounds a night, and those twenty rebounds is gonna is gonna equate to about twenty second chance points from him alone. So you know you know what you're getting out of both of them, but it's just like we in a we in a we in a guard we in a point guard dominated league or point guard dominated era. Yeah. So it's like y'all got two big men, y'all niggas is y'all moving like it's ninety nine, like at a ninety nine Spurs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like if I'm Philly. I'm taking Tobias over Jimmy. I'm taking Tobias. But if I'm Jimmy, I'm gonna find a way to make it work. If I'm Detroit, I'm shopping my franchise because I don't think Detroit fans care about Pistons any, but the Pistons anymore. We got bigger issues in Detroit to worry about. And yo, for every other franchise that's out there just clearing up cap space, there's only about five. There's only about three niggas that's about to be free agents. So I don't know what y'all about. Like for example, if the Clippers get nobody, they dread. Yeah, they sold away all them pieces for nothing. And on top of that, the Clippers are currently sitting in the eighth spot. In the, in the playoffs So it's like The Clippers don't get anybody And they fuck around And make the playoffs You just traded with Your best player Yeah you For got, nothing And you ain't got no No really good draft picks Especially with this weak ass draft I'm gonna give me stacked though Collusion 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 is a thing That's very real In today's NBA So I genuinely believe That if niggas is out here um, If niggas is out here Trading places away Like tra- making these big trades They gotta know something That we don't They gotta know something We don't Yeah that's why So you feel like You feel like the Do you feel like The Knicks know something this yet this this our team, but this your team more than it's my team. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm on the fence though, because it's just like every time I every time I get gassed myself about somebody coming to New York, they never come. And every time somebody comes to New York, they end up being a shell of themselves. Yeah. And it's like, yo, Kevin Durant with thirty, I, I I could see a scenario where Kevin Durant comes to New York all of a sudden he he gets injured and he's not the same Kevin Durant. Like, I could see all of a sudden his body betraying him when he gets to New York. This is now this is the cynicism built up over years of being a Knicks fan. I get that. Because we got bad luck. We just got bad luck. But I ain't go front. Maybe it's like we at the turn of the we at the turn of a decade where it's like, yo, all right, the Knicks about to be good again, the Knicks about to be relevant again, and it's time for niggas to actually be legitimate contenders. We don't know. We just have to wait and see. But what I will say too, though, I'm not fully sold on drafting Zion number one. So if the Knicks get the number one pick. Well, I feel like we're gonna get the number one pick. Let's say. Let's I, I want us to get the second pick, but I feel like we get the number one pick. If the Knicks get the number one pick, right? You say. You what want to see Zion? Is that I'm what not really saying? sold on Zion yet. I'm not really sold. On, I gotta, I gotta go back and really watch more. Do I, I gotta? You go know, back you'll and watch. be insane. You, you know how much hatred. I know that we would get for, that. and that's why my like, thing is this, bro. I feel like, like there's a possibility. Crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. There's a possibility for Zion to fuck around and just be Blake. Who you taking? Zion or RJ? No, I'm saying if you're the Knicks, this... I want I want the Knicks to get the second pick so we can take RJ. I don't want us to be under any pressure because if we get the number one pick, we're going to have to take Zion. Yeah, we are. But I, I just feel like I don't know. I'm not fully sold on Zion. Yet, Zion being a um a problem at the next level yet. I mean, put it like this: I don't think Zion all that funky three one mil three sixty shit he doing against college athletes. Is he doing That's that? In the, is he doing that in the league? Hell no. Like, but at that point, we just we just building a, a highlight or we just building an all star team. I right, hold on. Which is highlights. Let me go back real quick. You say you you wouldn't want a, a Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want a, a a young Clippers Blake Griffin on that team. Wasn't necessarily bad though. We not gonna make it seem like that boy was garbage. He wasn't garbage, but Blake Griffin, a young Blake Griffin on the Clippers well, a team. Lot, a lot of him was more so 
highlights beauty, and, yeah, beauty was, in his plays. Right. It was, a, it was just a lot of highlight plays. A lot of highlight plays. Now, young Blake Griffin wasn't really that skilled. It was really just CP3 getting him the ball in the air and Alive. throwing it down. Lobs. Hence why they got. Hence where the Lob City shit. Came you got from. your backup real quick, right? Right. Uh, what What was um, what was his um Blake Griffin stats? I'm I'm curious because I honestly don't. Yo, remember, I, and that was my next argument too because because I could have Griffin. I, I'm pretty sure he was doing some damage though. Bro, I don't bro, think he was. Blake Griffin stats have been have been depreciating no, wanna... year after year after year since he got into the league, bro. His first season, he was averaging. First season, he was averaging thirteen and seven. Really. Oh, he got oh, hell no. That's right. You know what happened? No, I'm bugging, I'm bugging, I'm bugging. I read, I, I read that wrong because he got injured that first year. Remember, he pulled up, blew his kneecap out in um, preseason. Oh, so they, that's, what they, that's what they That's count. the year. Right, yeah, I don't that. know why they count that. But his first year, he was averaging 22 and 12. All right. He was killing. But then Impressive. after that, he averaged 20 and 10. All right. Never averaged, never averaged double-double after that again. <laughs> Word? Never averaged double-double after that again. And so that was, was my beef with What was the third year? After that, it was 18 and 8. Like, see, you see what I'm talking about? How did it go? How you go from 22 and 12, 20 and 10 to then 18 and 8? And then the next year he came back 24 and 9. 24 and 9.5. That's, that's impressive. Double double. That's impressive. That. that's impressive. Then you got, you got the 22 and 7, 21 and 8, 21 and 8, 22 and 8. His last year, his last year in, um, in, in, in Los Angeles, 2017 season, he was averaging 22 and 8. I guess that's okay. And this year he's averaging, this year he's having, he's having, he's having a career year, though. I ain't even going to front. He's averaging 26 and 8 this year with yeah. five assists. I mean, that ain't hard to do. Michigan. I mean, honestly, though, I'm looking at this. this but Blake Griffin's not a winner, though. His Blake Griffin's stats don't translate to wins. And it's like you said, that's not hard to do in Michigan. Yeah, it's definitely not hard to do in Michigan. And that's why I don't really jack the stat sheet. Because you really got to watch games, my nigga. Like, so, to see, to see, to see how, how these niggas really went about getting those Right, points, how right? did these niggas go about getting that 26 and 8? Like, how did, like, what are those numbers really telling me? And that's why I don't really go off stats like that. Like, I really got to, if I ain't watched the game, I'm already trying to talk about it. But, you know, this, this new era of journalism, well, these niggas, that's NBA TV. I'm going to let them rock. But the new era, era of journalists, some niggas just go online and just put up a camera and talk about beer analytics shit. I'm not trying to hear that at all. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, I just, uh, all in all, I just see Zion being Blake Griffin 2.0. And I'm not 100% sold in it. He can't really shoot. Can't really dribble the ball like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. You watch, Do you watch Duke games? I do. Well, I watch enough. I'm going to go I back and like, do my I, research. I, don't know. I, feel like, I feel like... I just one number one, number one, number one. This draft is not impressive. It's not. It's literally only three players I can think of on my top of head that I feel like is gonna be solid, and that's RJ. Even though he's gonna come, in, he's gonna shoot horrible. I think in the um, percentage wise, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna shoot poorly in the league. Not saying that he's not gonna flourish and ball out eventually, yeah, but he, I can see that he's gonna come in his first year and be rusty. I agree with that. I think I don't think RJ is gonna be able to pan out. I don't think he's going to be a franchise changer right away. I'm trying to see. If you if, give RJ three, four Knicks, years, he'll flourish. Let's though. say Knicks get who? Who will be second? Atlanta, right? Or is it Cleveland? Cleveland. No, no, no. Suns. Phoenix. All right. Phoenix. It's Phoenix, Cleveland, and New York have three worst records right now. Phoenix. Ugh. Nobody want to go to Cleveland. I pray. No, I don't know. I don't. Yo, nobody wants to go to Cleveland. <laughs> nobody want to go to Cleveland. No fun. LeBron made Cleveland look pretty, but it wouldn't be honest yeah. with you. Nobody wants to go Cleveland, to Cleveland. Nigga. Ain't shit in Cleveland. Ain't shit in Cleveland. I mean. They were they they would have to get they would have to get a win though because they already Dang. got Colin Sexton. I wish I wish Atlanta wasn't being that impressive. Like they deserve to tank. Orlando, Atlanta, my friend. Oh, Atlanta, Atlanta. Because if Atlanta tank, you got Trey Young, you got John Collins, and you got whoever 
you pick. You know what's crazy? Right now, according to Tinkathon, Atlanta would have the fifth pick best based on the record. They're 20 and 40 right now. I think all Atlanta needs is like a Cam Reddish and a Gucci. Yeah, they perfect. They don't need much. Perfect. Perfect. They if Atlanta get Cam Reddish, they're they solid. They're yeah. solid. Because now Trey's going to find Cam every single position. He's going to find either Cam in the corner or John on the live every single possession. Now, I didn't know John, John Collins was going to be this good so fast either. Bro, hold on. I, now, I, use Jack game. No, use Jack game since last year. I just, I just wanted that. I just wanted that. I just wanted to say it. I don't be wrong now, you, about these predictions. You, you Jackie John Collins since last year. I'm going to be honest, though. I found out. I was finding out about John Collins because a bunch of other analysts were saying he was going to have a big year. Mm-hmm. And then I started um, like going on YouTube and shit watching. I'm like, yo, this nigga is actually all right. Nah, 20 and 10. 20 and, 20 and 10 is not. It's just 20 and 10. Shout out John 20 Collins. 20 and 10 and 20 and 10. I'll have you slice it. Second year at that, too. These niggas on some Steve Nash and Mark Stoudemire shit, but I ain't gonna drag yeah. it yet. It's too early. I to predicted, but you made a good prediction too. What you definitely told me, and I and I and I, sh- I shunned you on on this. Uh, you definitely had your pick with De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I told you, man. I, t- I told you. I said, I said he was gonna be a bum. I know, I know. The Lakers knew for the Lakers are regretting taking Lonzo Ball right now. Them niggas wish they had De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, De'Aaron. Shout out De'Aaron. Shout out the Kings in general though, because Kings general been balling. Yo, you know Buddy Hill bet his. Well, obviously he was. I heard about that. Yeah, that's a hyperbole, but he was like, "Yo, I bet the crib that we gonna be AC or make the playoffs." I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Nah, they could definitely make AC. They, they definitely make. I think they won. I told y'all when I went to the Kings next game. That's when I realized these niggas actually they got smoked. Right, they lost that game, but I was watching them play. They actually like playing with each other. So, you David Yeager actually has control. You over know that who they are to me? They're the Western Conference Nets. But the reason they don't pan out like that because they're in the, the Western West Conference, is a lot deeper. Right. But I mean, as far as playing hard, coming out every night and showing up. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's a, it's a very 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 young team. Yeah, that's a very that's a super young team. Like the niggas got time together. And like I, as soon as the Golden States and the Houston's get a little bit more older, the Kings, the Kings and the Nuggets. And the Suns is gonna find a way to pan out and be and, and flourish. Yeah, my personal pick, I I don't know. I, I like I like Buddy Hill. I personally think I wouldn't be mad basically if he get most improved player. That nigga been balling. I think Pasco Siakam Siaka might get that though. Siakam, yeah. Pasco Siakam yeah. might get that. Like he, to me, he made the biggest well, outside of the Yaron Fox. He made they got the De'Aaron show. Fox as also a candidate for most Because my thing is I never see I never I don't know anybody that's ever won most improved player after one season. But I wouldn't be mad if he won it because he definitely made a big jump from that. Like, the reason why the Kings are so nice this year is because De'Aaron Fox has been playing way better. Mm-hmm. Like, De'Aaron Fox, is he's been playing way better, and, like, that confidence is rubbing off to everybody else in the locker room, and that's why they're able to play up to that level. And he's the he's the vocal leader on court. Like, the reason why the Kings are flourishing is because of De'Aaron Fox. You got, you so, got, you got a six-man-of-the-year prediction? It's between, I think, I wouldn't be surprised... Even though he's fell off towards the like, I don't think I haven't heard much from Derrick Rose recently. I don't know. I, I ain't gonna find. I feel like that's still my pick. But I feel like I wouldn't be like I, I could see the NBA doing some story narrative shit and giving him six minutes because just be just of that. what he went through, right? Bro, I wouldn't be mad yeah, at that. I hundred percent would not be mad at that. I'm gonna keep it a stack. Yeah, like I, I'd be and, satisfied with Derrick Rose being. And in the I mean, beginning of the season, play. not most approved. Six Be- minutes. Beginning of the season, he said that that's the that was his goal. Yeah, to win most approved, not most approved. Nigga, I keep saying, you know what I mean? Six minutes a year. Yeah, that was that was really his goal to win six men of the year. But I mean, it's always Lou will always gonna be in the conversation. Yeah, I mean And he dropped forty off the bench the other night. But look, I, I don't know. I cause a six man of the year, I felt like Lou Will, I if it was a landslide for him last year. This year I don't think it's a landslide for him. Nah. D Rose, I don't know. I still got D Rose getting there. <laughs> what? Yo, the Suns on a seventeen game losing streak? Yo, I think the Suns be yo, the Suns be tanking. Like the Suns be tanking, tanking. There's no reason why you got the number one pick and the and uh, DeAndre Ayton and one of the best young players in the league and 
Devin Booker, y'all niggas can't win 20 games. Yeah. Them niggas be going out of their way to tank. And I think I think a lot of times when, when Devin Booker be, um, a lot of times when Devin Booker be sitting out with injury, he don't really be injured. <laughs> Nigga be chilling. I'm jacking it, bro. He, be, he was doing that same thing last year. He was doing that same thing last year. It was mad times I had to watch the Suns game last year. I'm like, yo, why is Derek Booker not playing tonight? Oh, his thumb hurt. My nigga, yo, Devin Booker be, yo, he be bullshitting, bro. He be bullshitting. Nonetheless, though, this, it's going to be interesting playoffs. It's going to be interesting playoffs because if ain't no LeBron in the playoffs, the media's going to run with it. And I could see a scenario, like you said, with the Nets go to the second round. The Nets? Yeah. yeah they play in the end. Oh, the, the, the playoffs was delayed, and that's the play in the end. Yeah, I don't know Indiana. if you said that on the podcast or nah, we, we didn't. Indiana's losing, especially with Victor Oladipo. Shout out Indiana for, I don't know how they still the third seed. Right. Shout out to all my son, the bonus of bonus. Yeah, he's also another candidate for um six million a year, almost improved player. Yeah, Sabonis he's is averaging bad. a double double off the bench. That's crazy. Yeah, that nigga's actually nice. Sabonis is nice. This, what was on that? Daddy is young. I think the Daddy is on that team as well too. Bum ass Derek Collison. I hate him. I might even go for like I watch Indiana games. No, it's just certain teams that you don't watch. Detroit is one of them. Indiana's one of them. Indiana, you would still watch Paul George. Yo, saying right you now. heard Mobamba got injured. Who? Mobamba got injured. Seriously injured or like? I don't think it's. I think he out for a couple weeks. But it's like, damn, son. I, 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 think, I definitely like Mo going to be one of the best big men in his draft. Yeah, he had, he had a very rough rookie season. But he but in he Orlando. Showed, he, he showed glimpses. Right. I hate Orlando oh, on that team. I never watched. I, I told you I told you I hate Aaron Gordon. I've been telling you that. You've been saying that, though. I think I might say that every podcast. <laughs> I go from, I'm happy that Mark Hill folks is in, is in Orlando. I think I don't think he's going to be a bust. I think Mark Hill going to figure it out. And I think Orlando is the place for him to figure it out. Because they need a point guard, and there's no attention on him right now. So he can figure it out in peace. That's true. He could figure it out. I don't know if he's going to do that, though. But We're going to see. We're going to see. And, and most importantly, though, I think the mo- the biggest surprise, to close out the little, this little NBA section, and I don't think I missed I don't think we missed, missed anything I want to talk about or anything that you want to talk about. Nah, I'm good. All right, bet. So the, I think the biggest the biggest takeaway from this whole season, the biggest surprise will be when the Lakers miss the playoffs. But it's like, can you really ruin the Lakers or can you really be mad at these niggas missing the playoffs when they best player – "Quote unquote," been injured for the past month, but he really been focusing on other media related things. Cause I don't think LeBron, I think LeBron growing healed up way faster than than um he came back. Nah, but you heard. I don't know if you heard afterwards. The team went out and said that um, they felt like he wasn't hundred percent ready to come back. Like you know, LeBron being LeBron, he probably told him he was ready, but they felt like he wasn't running as fast. Things of that nature. That nigga was in practice jogging, showering, going home, and having his meetings with the Space Jam niggas. And, and two chains. And two chains. <laughs> yo, yo, nah, fuck it. Let's talk, we get to it. Yo, LeBron ain't do shit on that album, boy. We're not going to sit here and get a nigga credit. Boy. Two chains being a... LeBron think he low, bro. You know what it is? LeBron, one of the niggas, yo, he sit in the car or he be in the locker room <laughs> bobbing his head to music. And nigga, he posted on his gram. And niggas be like, oh, shit. Look, what's this song? LeBron brought yeah, bro, so, so two chains and him teamed up. Yo, they had a magnificent plan, but Yo. he ain't really a and all nothing LeBron. or whatever title <laughs> Two Chainz said he did. LeBron really some calculated nigga, bro. Cause I when, when I saw the when I, when niggas sent me the video, the little promo video of Two Chainz album, and I thought I sat there and I thought about, it. I said, no funny shit. The reason why LeBron 
spent so much time in his car listening to music this season is to prepare niggas for the fact that he quote unquote a not a project because people he, Yo. He, he was throwing mad hands like y'all I'm a hip hop historian I'm a hip hop this hip hop that associating himself with music more than ever this season mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you find out this nigga's a and on two chase project yeah like, which I re- which I really think all he did like you said earlier was listen to the album before it came out yeah and give it a couple of two cents and that's it that's all he did but did you hear how I don't don't quote me on how many songs but let's say um. I say it was 13 songs. Right. <laughs> and basically, he was like, so, yo, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put out these 13 <laughs> songs, and then we're going to give out three more songs with a bonus track. <laughs> and niggas ran with that shit like he said something magnificent. Nigga, you know what I mean? Niggas did that shit. You know what niggas did this year already? Somebody yo, just did that last week. Yo, LeBron got me so tight with that, bro. The shit that blew my mind the most is the fact that 2 Chains was sitting there listening. Like, <laughs> yo, I was just sitting about to say that. 2 Chains was like, yo. That's a good idea. Come on, Chains. Nigga, Two Chains put out a, 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 a deluxe album in his life. He's so, he's put out deluxe albums in his life. So basically, what we're saying is, LeBron, all he did during this process was literally listen to the project before everybody else. Which I'm pretty sure he ain't the only one. It'd be a few people, obviously. A couple of muted people that, that heard the shit to, to review the shit yeah. and get the right. He ain't do nothing that. Shit like that. He ain't do nothing that none of us that none of us could couldn't have done. Yeah. And Except honestly speaking, honestly speaking, I don't. I honestly feel like it wasn't a song that he looks listened to and was like, "Yo, Chains, this ain't it." Like he ain't tell Chains that. <laughs> he ain't tell Chains nobody. Yeah, or he ain't say like, "Yo, I don't know, I'm not really feeling this." He ain't do that. He definitely ain't do that. I'm jacking that. I'm jacking that. I feel like LeBron a yes man when it comes to certain. Obviously, not to his like his friends and shit, but I mean, it's like if you, another nigga, his his his. What's the word for this? Like the shit of that his he, stature? Yeah, right. of his stature. Like With two like, chains music is him. That's like you not going that's like two chains telling LeBron, like, yo, I wasn't feeling that plate. Like, you're not telling LeBron that. You're not telling that's LeBron. That's, that's like that's like the Drake and LeBron shit. Where, yeah. they, where he was on the shop and they was they was they was pretty they pretty much just pandering to each other the whole time. Yeah. Blowing my shit. I ain't go front though like that. Like I feel like everything everything that everything that we told is not what it seems. I do yeah. do I do feel like though Le, Two chains numbers, I feel like will go stupid, just for the simple fact that, that LeBron's associated with it. Yeah, like it be little. Honestly speaking, like it really be little shit like that that be having impacts, and you be bro. This whole this whole climate, yo, everything is a PR game now. Yeah, that's definitely a fact. Like everybody, everybody is their own publicist. Everything is a PR game. It's all about how you can make yourself look to the public. Mm-hmm. And if you can make yourself look a certain way, you gonna get the you gonna get the the necessary streams. You gonna get the necessary eyes on you. That like you gonna you gonna do what you gotta do. It's all about how you gonna make yourself look to the public to get the attention. And if you got LeBron associating yourself with Two Chains, there's a bunch of niggas that never touched Two Chains projects that, in their that, life. That's gonna listen that fuck to with him. LeBron. That's gonna listen to the shit now because LeBron say ain't all the shit. Yeah. So it's a win win for both of them, honestly. But I just feel like I'm just calling a spade a spade. I don't think LeBron did much work in this project. He didn't do a damn thing. Don't, don't get me wrong. Are, are you not get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming him for not doing anything. Nah, I'm not, I'm not holding that against him. I'm just saying. I'm just. I don't think the nigga did much. Are you are you, are you looking forward to the album? Oh, 100. I definitely want to hear what Two Chains got to say now. Yeah, I like. Two I fuck Chains. with Two Chains because Two Chains a nigga that he like he a nigga that um he literally been rapping his whole life and he he Two Chains didn't really get on until he was a grown ass man. Yeah, he. I mean, he was on the um he was on um disturbing the peace, which was Ludacris label, I believe. Mm-hmm. This was back in the day, and then he had a song when we was young. This is. a we was probably in elementary school called Duffel Bag Duffel Bag Boy. Boy. I was in yeah, middle yeah. school. I mean, that shit was hard, yeah. nigga. But that so, shit was hard. like, he been around music and labels, but as far as, like, getting... Mainstream success and mainstream notoriety, yeah, he yeah. just starting to get that. 
Yeah. I remember. I remember the first time I really paid attention to Two Chainz because at the time he was still going by Titty Boy when he was on Duffel Bag Boy. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. First time I really paid attention to Two Chainz was when he was he during the BT Cipher. Oh, 2011, I think. Yeah, that was a minute goes ago. around, comes around like, like a hula hoop. Hey, we killer. I show to your funeral. funeral. Yeah. All his work I need. I'm like, yo, this nigga nice. And then after that, he took off and his career got more hot. But I fuck with Two Chainz because, like I said, he a nigga that. He, he, he nigga that's a perfect example of if you really if you really genuinely it want out. something and grind it out you gonna get it that's true no matter how long it takes and I respect that and that's why I fuck with him as an artist two chains, and he make my, good music period 2 Chainz one of my favorite artists to be featured on the tracks and I feel like a 2 Chainz feature be elite and overall he dropped like you say he dropped dope music like his last album Pretty Girls like Trap Music right was, that was, that was, a, that was a, I gotta touch that again that was a valid project though that was one of my it wasn't. I don't think it was in my top five, but it was definitely in my rotation a lot. Like I like that album, so I definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I hope. I don't think. I don't think he'll disappoint us. I don't think he'll disappoint us. Two chains on. I don't. Two chains lately. Like on, if you talk about two chains in the last four years, he been doing what he had to do, and, and even past music, like the show he had on. Um, What's it called? Most expensive. You just reminded me. That's right. another reason why I fuck with Two Chainz. Yo, because he, he unique shit. Right. You could you could put him in a you could put him in a completely different environment outside of hip hop, and he'll still flourish. Yeah. Like the GQ show that you talking about, the most expensive shit. Uh-huh. Or is it? I don't know yeah. if it's GQ or something else. But yeah, the most expensive shit. And it was another show that he was another another YouTube show that he was doing. Or was that the same shit? Just it just got spun out to a bigger network. I don't know. I know. Yeah, that's I'm on, I'm only sure of the uh, most expensive shit. And then he also had the um the he I, I don't know if you've seen like he had like basically a, a museum in Atlanta, I believe. The the trap the trap shit and he was yeah. giving out the free um HIV testing and all that shit. Yeah. But that's what I'm t- positive doing positive shit to your community. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, if that niggas going out and complaining and crying about shit going on, yo, figure out how you can use your influence to impact niggas. Figure out how you can use your influence to to reach out to people and I, I fuck with him for that like being able to just like even some some simple shit like that throwing a little museum in the, in the um, Atlanta for people have niggas come up get their little free STD to, um, testing and shit like that like, that shit, shit is wavy Facts. that shit is wavy I like I like seeing shit like that I like seeing shit like that I ain't gonna front though I'm not gonna um. I didn't I completely forgot that the two albums was coming out this weekend this past weekend uh, Gunna and, and um Gun and Austin, I, I did. I, I completely forgot that they were gonna let them shits were dropping. I woke up Friday morning and I heard everybody talking. I saw everybody talking about the shit, so I went and listened to the shits. And um, you got an opinion I, on it? I bump, I bump Gun and shit first. Keep it a bean with me, cause we could talk about gun it. Gun and shit first, and cause a lot of people are gonna be mad. I fuck with um, I fuck with Drip Season Three. That shit was hard. I still, I, that shit still rotates for me. And I guess because I, I listened to that album so much, you had a certain expectations. I had like a for, certain standard. For for Jipper Drown 2 Which is the project Project that just came out On Friday But then when I pressed play And I listened to the whole project I wasn't impressed Well To be honest with you I wasn't impressed either And I feel like It's literally what you said though Cause um Drip Season 3 That's one of my favorite projects From top to bottom From last year that's a Not f- that Drip or Drown 2 Didn't have um Select songs on there because it was a few songs on there. Um, one of my favorite songs on there. I don't know why. I love that shit. Um, he got a song with little baby called Derek Fisher. I fuck with that baby. I really like that one. You I heard? Ain't like them shit. All right. What about Three Headed Snake with Young Thug? <sighs> it was cool. I feel like it was a giveaway because Young Thug was on the shit. So it's like you're not gonna really not fuck with a track that got Young Thug and Gun on it. That, but, the, the, the last the last record is my favorite though with the who, little, with the hops on the beat. Who you fooling? Yeah, that shit. Was, that fooling? shit was hard. I ain't go front. And yeah. 
Other than that, my, I don't know why. And Baby Birkin is my is my is my two favorite. It's crazy because I remember when he when he dropped "Speed It Up" as a single. No, "Speed It Up" is garbage. Exactly when he dropped that shit as a single, <laughs> I remember I said this to y'all. I said, "No funny shit. This is not a good record." Yeah, "Speed It Up" is garbage. No, like, yo, the, and after he dropped "Speed It Up," he was hinting about a project. I said, "Yo, if the project is filled with a bunch of speeded ups, it's clip for it's clip for that nigga like, and that clip and, for him and and the cover all the stupid as fuck." Yeah, cover all those sucks. I don't know where he was going with that. But, um, I don't know what the marketing team had in John had in mind with that one. Yeah, I don't know because I was on I I be telling myself I'm gonna stop doing this and my stupid ass still end up doing it, bro. <laughs> Like, I, I told myself, like, yo, stop going on the internet seeing other people's opinions because y'all be biased and y'all be dick riding, bro. And then, you know, one thing I had to learn, though, like, music is subjective, so everybody's going to have their own opinion. It's a fact. But nah, I feel like people just don't be honest with themselves, bro. Like, I think I think niggas is afraid to be, and I think niggas is afraid to have the wrong opinion. Yeah, that exact, yes, that's exactly what it is, bro. I think people are afraid to have the wrong opinion. People be scared of people. The backlash. Yeah. For instance, me and you right now say, yeah, this shit is trash, right? Mm-hmm. And we're in multiple group chats where our friend is going to see we're chatting right now. And we're going to tell him, so fucking what, nigga. You entitled to your opinion. I think this I'm shit I'm entitled on mine, right? Yeah. That's a fact. It's, I don't know. Like, I just I just had a very, I had high expectations for this project because of Jip, Jip Season 3. But this shit just feel rushed to me. And a lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of this shit sounded like to me. Yeah. Like, Drip, Drip, um, Drip Season 3, they ain't really, all his songs ain't sound like to me on that shit. I ain't like, going front, though. <laughs> On, on on drip season three is the nigga he put the track listing was at the hotel this is this is from four to six it was at the hotel at four top off at five and king kong at six top off and king kong literally sound just like okay. just got young thug on king kong i was a little disappointed by that but for this particular project i just feel like he just rushed the shit i feel like the whole like it doesn't sound like he's not really saying nothing on he's not really seeing nothing on any track okay I, I, he I'm, just it's like it's not I'm, like he just rapping a rap i'm it's glad not like he did the shit within a week I'm glad that you said um, saying something. Saying I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Can I spin off a little bit? Spin off, of course. Go feel free. Because Offset dropped a project, right? And yo, that nigga, that nigga he actually was saying something, bro. Offset had a lot which to is say. Surprise, because it's like I'm not used to that. Me with neither. Migos and a lot of these niggas in Me general neither. now. It's really off the top of your head. You could name five rappers easily who be saying something. Right. Like, easily, you think of J. Cole, Kendrick, niggas who actually be saying something. Right. Not that Austin, not that this project he was saying something all his songs, or in all of his songs, but a few of his songs he was actually saying something. Like, he was speaking on his kids. One of the songs he talked about the car accident that he was in mm-hmm. um, a few months back where I guess you could say almost what's like was a pretty bad accident. Right. So, that was that was surprising. And the song was actually, that first song, Fall the Four. Right. Yo, that's what I'm saying. When, when, I, when I touched the project, and he started off with the father of four, like on some introspective shit. Ticket spoken about how he when he first had he had his first kid, his mom kicked him out and shit mm-hmm. like that. He was broke, he didn't know what to do with it. And now he got four kids. He just like sounds like he's just being very reflective mm-hmm. on life. And nigga, wild young right now. And I feel like he's OD young. Them niggas rose to like to a, to a place of fame and success so fast that he's never really had the moment to just sit back and just take everything in. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't personally think uh, Offset album was fire, but I definitely think it's way better than Gunner. Way better than Gunner shit. I to compare it to and way it, better than Gunner shit, but I liked it. I liked yeah, it. It was a good project to me. Because I didn't, I didn't really like Quavo and and, and, and Takeo shit. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really like. Yeah, I wasn't that big on that shit. And I and I was anticipating Offset shit because I feel like Offset is the best rapper out of all of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad he pushed it back because it was best. Right. I'm about to say that. I'm also glad that he didn't rush it and put it out in November. You could tell that he actually spent time on this project, and he actually like. 
it was it was it was meaning behind like it was meaningful to him. Whereas the gunner shit, it just sounds like he did this shit within a week. He rushed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But but like you said, on on the all set project, I like the content on the project. The nigga sounds very reflective on the shit. Like the nigga actually pulled up and had something to say. And that's when I when it comes to music for me now, outside of the beat, because the beat is the first thing that catches my eye, because I'm some I'm low key some musician, nigga, mm-hmm. some musically inclined, nigga. So the beat always catches my catch my attention first. Outside of listening for a wavy beat. The next thing I'm looking for is what the fuck you got to say. Like, what are you telling me? What's the what's the message you're sending us right now? And Offset had actually had shit to say, and I feel like, you know, you know how he, also, he didn't disappoint. I looked at the track list prior to me listening to it, and it was two features mm-hmm. on there. And I'm like, alright, these two niggas never disappoint when it comes to features. And that was both J Cole and Twenty One Savage who been spazzing on other niggas' tracks all 2018. Bro, that. Yo, that yo, that's now, that's what I was going to say too. That, that second track, that how did I get here? Shit, that's when I like that's 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 one of them tracks where it's like that nigga realized like yo, this shit happened very fast for me. Like just two, yeah, just three yeah, years yeah. ago, we we dropped Versace and we were some dusty crusty niggas from Atlanta. And fast forward four or five years later, I'm married to the biggest pop star in the world right now, and I have a daughter with her. I have four kids. I have all this fame, all this money. I'm we we're the most marketable hip hop group right now. We're in every other commercial. Like I think life is happening so fast for him where it's just like yo. You know, I only really I'm, sat down and I'm reflected, reflected and just and just spoke about everything, just spoke about where he was at. And I fuck with it, bro. I, I actually do fuck with it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yo, it's something about um, J. Cole and 21 Savage on features. I don't know if you um, recall a 21 Savage song, but yo, um, it's called Legacy. Travis Scott also on that shit. Mm-hmm. Yo, 21 Savage was talking his shit. 21 ran on that shit. I liked it. Yeah, he was talking his shit. Yo, I'm curious to see what 21 is going to do. Um, like yeah, going, after, for, after going the, forward, like activism wise, no, I, I feel like he got something up his sleeve, and I feel like Twenty One is one of them niggas where, cause like everybody know a couple, everybody know a bunch of dumb hood niggas. Twenty One not some dumb hood nigga. Even yeah, on, even he's not he as dumb as he not as dumb as, as niggas thought. Well, exactly, or as or or niggas, exactly. He not as dumb as niggas portrayed him to be when he first came out. And yeah. I actually, I'm actually curious to see where he's gonna go, where he, where where, where the, tr- the struggles that he's been through over the past month. I wouldn't even say year, past month. I want to, I want to see what what that's gonna turn into for him. <laughs> nah, I'm actually saying thinking. Nah, me too. I'm trying to think out where I want to go with this next. Cause this shit wasn't as bad as motherfuckers. Was his project? Like, no, cause you said twin was like as far as like activism and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the whole ice situation. I, when I say active, like, cause prior to his ice situation, he was on some. He was he he was being an activist in the sense that he was speaking a lot about like financial literacy and like financial freedom for the black community specifically. Mm-hmm. So I want to see like where where you gonna do it as yeah. far as that. I I want to see where he was going with that. I want to see where he was going with that. I want to see where that's gonna take him. I want to see Thank now that for- he realizes that he's a legitimate threat, quote unquote, to the government. I yeah. want to see how that impacts the way that he moves and how that's gonna change any plans that he has going forward. So I'm, I'm I really want to see what the nigga got coming got coming for us. Yeah, twenty one. When twenty one talk though, niggas actually be listening. Nah, that's a fact. He actually got a voice. That's a fact. That's a fact. I feel like shout out to him though because. I don't know. I, me personally, I ain't predict him to be as big as he is now. Me when neither. he first came out, what was it? Damn, I forgot the name. Like when he was, when he did the project with Metro, I'm starting on my ex bitch and shit like that. Don't get me wrong, them shits was I fire. Forgot, I forgot the name of that project, but I, yeah, that shit was. Them shits was, was hard. Them shits was fire. That project was fire actually, but as far as the stardom that he reached, I just ain't expected. And you got to be a big deal. Hove helping you out, right? 
Shouts to Hov for, for, for constantly being that, that Players, Godfather figure yeah, to, to the hip hop world. Constantly help, helping, helping his hand out, right? Nah, respect that. Shouts to Shouts to Marcy too. I'm surprised, yo. You know what's crazy? I'm surprised. Like you know, how we say like when artists start doing certain things to like big up their own community, especially men of color, that like the media try to wait to bring you down mm-hmm. or somehow attack you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised Hov didn't get that yet. Well, I think Hov is very calculated in how he moves. Like you don't really hear, we don't ever hear from Hov. Yeah. Even when Hov is doing shit, you don't hear from Hov. Like you always hear about, it's always word of mouth that Hov did some shit. Or like for them to even find out some shit. It's crazy because I was talking to my friend recently. We was talking about Nipsey Hussle because mm-hmm. he he be talking about um like Francis like he was on Breakfast Club. He's talking about Doctor C D and Dr. shit. Sebi word. So it's like, and then she made a comment. She was like, "Yo, you know, like the government gonna try to kill him, right?" And I'm like. Why the fuck you say some shit like that? You just saying because like he be too positive and trying to help out black people and people, white people and people in higher authority don't like shit like that. I'm just thinking. I I was like I kind of see what you're saying, but then it's like people like hold and shit. They ain't try to attack, but then you made the point like. It's funny because I remember I remember Candace Owens recently. She came out and was like, "Yo, she basically trying. She basically pulling um Jay Z and Beyonce's cart." Basically saying that behind the scenes that you said they, who? What's her name? Can, Candace Owens. The um she's she's a. She's a big political pundit from the right, from the conservative. She's a black girl. I was gonna ask her color, okay? Right, she's black, and she's um big conservative political pundit. And she was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and she was talking about how um Beyonce and Jay Z be fronting for the black community, and make it seem like they're really for us, but they're not really for us. Yeah. Behind closed, mm-hmm. <laughs> behind closed closed doors. But I think I just think Jay Z is the nigga that just doesn't make announcements about what he does, and he's and he's never a nigga to like. He don't publicize everything. Right, he don't put himself in a position to be a threat. Nah, I agree with that. He just yeah. posed a threat. Blame Lenny S for that. Nah, but I'm saying what he does, like Jay Z type nigga, to just be behind the be behind the screens, be the screens, be behind the scenes pulling strings. Like he the puppet master. Mm-hmm. He's the ventriloquist, and he he ain't about to be down there in the streets with you. But he'll 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 throw his bread where his bread needs to go. In. He'll throw his two cents in where he needs to go. He'll help where he needs to help, and that's probably that's that's the way you gotta play it though. That's low key the way you gotta play it because it's like because it's because we said it's a dirty world. So yo, so war going on outside, no man is safe from. <laughs> And if you outside constantly posing a threat to niggas, niggas will come for you. That's a fact. So, it's about being smart, not pussy. <laughs> Tax on say he rather he rather be pussy than dead or in jail. No, hundred percent. I totally agree with uh, that. Free tax, but he dropped a lot of jewels on me. He dropped a lot of jewels on it. I I, yo, um, I understand he committed a, a crime or whatever, but that don't get on the right to take my son podcast off the <laughs> I don't I'm like about, that I'm shit. I'm about to say that. Like, like, yo, the niggas dead took all his podcast episodes. That's some old. weak shit. Don't do that. I'm dead <laughs> fucking this shit. I really was like, when I was in college, because when he first got incarcerated, some of his podcasts were still up. Right. I was still going back listening Me to them too. shits. So I don't know. I, was so, I, I, I guess they You can find some of them on YouTube, though, but they, it's off like Apple and SoundCloud and shit like that. Mm, I guess they don't want that YouTube. type of shit. The fact that um, it was... Uh, or keep it a stack with you. Whoever was keeping up his SoundCloud page just probably didn't pay, because you got to pay for this shit. To keep like to like to have like a long subscription, you gotta pay for this shit. That year, that shit probably got didn't get renewed. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. If the, I don't know. I don't, and I also don't think that tax. I don't think tax will ever be free, even though I, even though it'd be nice if he was out. We gonna have to see. Yeah. We gonna have to wait and see. Nonetheless, though, this was fun. Facts is dope. It's been a minute since we no. since we chopped, sat down and chopped it up. Facts. I ain't see this. My, this is my first time seeing you since the new year. 
Oh shit! Happy New Year! Happy New Year, my God! God bless. I ain't seen my son Ben in a minute. I ain't seen since last year. I know this nigga since '07. Oh wait, no, no, now '07, fam. It's your old pushing on twelve now. You pushing on twelve years. Right, that's a long time. I knew my son Ben since '07. I knew this nigga. I knew this nigga pre haircut when he had dread. Oh brother, shit! I still call him dread. That's a fact. But yeah, definitely, definitely good scene. It was always, it was always love. That's a fact, man. You know, this is my third time. I'm a vet at this point. Like. You know what's crazy? We didn't even Friends do a show. We didn't even do an introduction, but at this point, niggas hear the voice like, that's dread again. Yeah, niggas don't need an introduction. It's always love. Friends of the show, he be here again. You know the vibe. Copy. Like, share, subscribe, comment. It's King Bentley Podcast.